my name is Raf. I am playing Grinna, a barbarian human, uh, running from his past as an ex-soldier, now turned mercenary. Hey everyone, I'm, I'm Jared. I am um, playing the character of Luther. Uh, he's a Dampier. Uh, he is a fighter that specializes in firearms, a bit of an investigator, and I am the great, great, great uncle of uh, Grinna. Hi, I'm Jacob. I'm playing Tithla, the Goblin Ranger. Uh, she is a wonderful hunter and medical genius. Hi, I'm Haz. I'm playing uh, Theodore Ursa, the satyr druid, who's a kind of a, a charismatic druid who's unwillingly taken Tifla un under his under his wing as she's followed him through the, the forest for the past few months. Hi, my name is Josh. I am from the Roll Together RPG stream, and I will be playing Killian Maxwell, a half elf warlock who has come to Barovia. He was with the party previously but has lost them and has joined up with the Tempest on their adventures. G'day, I'm Tom. I'm playing Jonal, the Asimir wizard. Um, he is on the pursuit of good and evil, finding out the best and worst in this world and he's doing that with a little bit of naivety and optimism. And I'm Owen, the dungeon master of our Curse of Stride campaign. A warning, gentle viewer. Curse of Strahd is a horror-themed Dungeons & Dragons campaign, which means you may hear adult language or adult themes throughout this episode. Hello! Hello! Hello, everybody, and perfect timing from Thomas. Tom, who have you got there, mate? i got a cute little golden retriever named <gasps> Noodle. Oh, that little yort. She's so cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah for podcast so listeners... I am really sorry you're missing out on this. This is a great time to quickly run and get yourselves onto YouTube to quickly see the gorgeous puppy. Now, we, we did have a little bit of a scare uh, for Noodle behind the scenes these last this last week. Tom, you picked 12 up... 12 hours this Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> you had Noodle for four days and then good. got misdiagnosed with parvovirus based on a false... False positive test. I am really pleased that it was a false positive and she's all okay, but there was a oh, tense yeah. 12 oh, hours yeah. where uh, everyone who uh, who knows parvovirus and, and uh, I think all of us who have dogs do know parvovirus. It's one of those things that if you're a dog owner, you just have to know about. We were all really, really worried for Tom and Noodle, but good news, Noodle is she's parvovirus free. She's got no parvovirus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's oh. so cute. Look at that little she's yawn. So cute. Oh my God. That, that video of you playing fetch with her. I'm just gonna eat the cables. Nice, perfect, <laughs> ideal. No electronic devices for you. Uh, just putting out there, inspiration for Noodle. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, oh, Noodle, the next yeah, dice you roll, you can have double advantage. <laughs> cute, very cute. All right, I'll go put her somewhere. No dramas, than mate. My lap. No, no, no dramas at all. And uh, when Noodle uh, inevitably gets to hang out with our other dogs, we'll make sure we get some videos because I think that'll be pretty gorgeous. Hell yeah. Us too. Uh, so while Tom goes and drops Noodle back off uh, with his partner to uh, to be on pup watching duty, uh, we have two apologies for tonight. Um, well, one apology and one. Hmm? So Josh, uh, who plays the character of Killian, is away today. He's not going to be able to make it to the uh, session. He, he may be joining us at the very end. It all depends on how things are going with his work. But um, he ended up having a meeting he couldn't reschedule. So I'll play Killian uh, for tonight's episode. It's nice of him to commit to. A 
essentially what looks like a very dark and evil pathway and then leave me holding the bag on explaining this to the rest of the characters. So thanks for that, Josh. Uh, I'll do my best to, to get through that. Uh, Jared is uh, having a bit of trouble with the internet. Unfortunately, uh, in many, many parts of Victoria, there's been quite wild weather sweeping through. Here. He's here. Huzzah. There he is. <laughs> Josh is in the chat saying fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> thanks for this, Josh. Great. Thanks for leaving me old in the bag on that one. And uh, Jared, welcome. Perfect timing. I was going to say you may be running a little bit late, but you are here right now. Um, silence was concerning. <laughs> I don't know how good it's going to be, though, because this is really, really laggy. Okay, no no dramas. Uh, luckily, it wasn't a massive story-focused session. Oh, that's not good. I That's not good. I think he's gone. <laughs> really <not> lag. That <laughs> <laughs> was really laggy. <laughs> you know... When it takes you 20 seconds to finish the word laggy, <laughs> you've got a problem. <laughs> um... Jared is experiencing some technical difficulties. Uh, I will, <laughs> I will play Luther until either they get sorted uh, or until <laughs> the internet's fixed. Um, that was amazing. That was an uh, incredible demonstration of the internet issues that Victoria is facing right now. Thank you for that, Jared. That was perfect. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, the only other news I have to share is. Um, there, obviously, we've got uh, Avatar coming out on Thursday in Australia. It looks like it's going to be dropping on Netflix around about 6 p.m. Uh, Brisbane time, 7 p.m. Sydney, Melbourne time. The Avatar crew and I are still figuring out exactly how we want to do our little talk show session about it, but it will likely be starting around about 6.37 on Thursday so that we've had a chance to watch it, had a chance to sort of absorb and then come with some hot takes and fresh commentary discussing it hopefully having really enjoyed ourselves and with loads of cool things to share um in preparation i am gonna watch m night shamalamalamalan's the last airbender two hours beforehand just so that i can really set my expectations hopefully at a more positive level <laughs> because i also did recently re-watch a number of the the last airbender um animated series um episodes for a bit of research for the for the new campaign we're doing uh, in avatar so i feel like the problem is i've kind of set the bar really high so i just need to balance that out by watching mm -hmm. uh pure garbage uh, <laughs> i think is the best way to describe it so um yeah that's what that's what we're gonna that's what i'm gonna do i'll keep you guys posted on discord or on um uh, the facebook page about what's uh, what's happening with that in the start time i'll also update on the uh on the twitch uh, schedule so that you can see the start time for that and we'll, we'll make a post in the discord when we're going live we may end up actually doing it in the discord chat and having a bit of a chat to you guys to get your hot takes on it too it just depends on how well the audio video system sets up and how we can have it so that we don't get smacked down with copyright strikes if we do happen to want to discuss things with clips or, or examples so i'll keep you posted on how that's all going to look um that is the only fun announcement from me for this week um i don't think there's anything other fun we had we all had a bit of a chuckle at the uh uh dune 2 popcorn bucket at the beginning of the last uh, episode that discussion then continued into our return of the giants uh episode because a number of people hadn't seen the popcorn bucket so we ended up having like a 20 minute talk at the uh, at the beginning of the episode but i moved it to the end about that and having a bit of a laugh at it raph you're looking a bit confused have you seen the dune 2 popcorn bucket I have zero idea. Raf, could you please Google the Dune 2 
popcorn bucket for us, you, please. You may be more familiar with it as the Dune 2 sex toy. Or, or Shia Lucia's has just said that, which I quite enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the face of a man who's looking. This is legitimate merchandise for the movie Dune 2. I'm so getting <laughs> Sorry, what? We this is this is we had a genuine twenty minute discussion because obviously Matt, who plays in the Return of the Giants, he's involved with marketing and design elements, and we had a big (laughs) chat about how this gets through. Well, which it has to be someone above you. Like you put it up as a joke, and it just has to be someone above you. Always just thinks that the person above them will get it. And it's too funny to say no to. Right. (laughs) Until eventually you put out millions of dollars worth of. Fleshlight worm. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you who oh, want an in-depth discussion of this, I thoroughly recommend going and checking out the uh, the Return of the Giants episode from last week. I have also included pictures of the uh, Dune Two popcorn bucket for context, and I've also animated a whole bunch of them during our conversations, doing some funny shit because I had some spare time, and it's too funny not to. So I also, yeah, I had a, I had. I think there was a bit where one of us said the spice must flow and I had spice emerging from inside of the June 2 popcorn bucket all over our faces, which I quite enjoyed. So, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so I, I don't know the what spice happens. <laughs> it was just, I don't know what happens. Like there was a part of me that was like, I've always wanted to make this kind of video for fun. Let's go. Let's just abandon all tact, all taste, all decorum, and let's create this they monstrosity. They abandoned tact first. <laughs> <laughs> so I had really fun making that. I th- I think I was also um I was also in a meeting that I didn't need to pay much attention to. Uh, it was like a two hour meeting, so I had a lot of spare time to play around with this. <laughs> so like while like serious discussions are going on, I'm like moving the the explosion of spice, getting it lined up just right. <laughs> so yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. Um, we're not going to talk more about it tonight. I'm pleased we've got Raf's live reaction. <laughs> It's pretty funny. You'll you'll find that the image of it does keep coming back, and you do find more questions to ask yourself. Why is the first one? Then it does move on to others. How? What? Who? Um, when? I've really <laughs> got held up on how and who. They're, yeah. they're real good questions that you, I have. Yeah, yeah. You do come back to why a lot too. It's almost like <laughs> interspersed with lots of why. <laughs> why is this a thing? Um, yeah. Um, and for podcast listeners who weren't able to see that, feel free to uh, leave a message, say how it's not fair you didn't get to see Raph's face, jump over to YouTube, leave a comment, let us know it's not fair. Um, thing is, though, if you've jumped yeah. over YouTube, you have now gotten to see Raph's face, therefore that unfairness no, argument's invalid. Understand. Just comment. Just comment. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. Great. Thank you Everyone for that, Jake. to see Raph's face. That's true. That is a fact. Um, <laughs> that is... <laughs> that is all the fun announcements I have to share. Uh, if anyone else has any fun, fun new things to share, now is the time to do it. Otherwise, we will jump into our session. No, I see blank faces. Uh, the only other thing I have to say, I've almost finished uh, Surviving the Aftermath, which I've been playing uh, sort of like an episode to come out in between D&D stuff. If you've got a suggestion for a game you'd like me to play, chuck it in the comments. Give me give me some advice. Um, there's, a, there's a couple that I've been looking at to, uh, to jump into that I thought would be really fun. Just some single-player ones that I can play and just chuck up like 30-minute episodes of. Uh, I probably will jump back into the Wandering Village for a little bit because there's been two big updates since I last played that and they look awesome. Otherwise, there's a survival caravan game I've seen called Outbound, which looks really interesting. So I'm going to go check that out as well. Um, it's like you, I think it's like set slightly in the future and you can go get a caravan, go live off the grid and like survive in the wilderness and set up like a... It sounds really fun. I just, that's the sort of game I love. It sounds like... Sounds cool. 
Yeah, and the art style is really cool. They're really, really cool. Like, I, I really like it. So I'm going to go check out that. Well, not sponsored. Art style. What is the art style? It's like a yeah. little bit Studio Ghibli-esque. Imagine Ooh. like um, imagine like an American take on a Studio Ghibli style, like American landscape yeah. painting, but Studio Ghibli style is the best way to describe That's it. cool. It's really That's cool. very cool. I really like it. Yeah. Can I have to sticky beak? I, um, yeah, it's not I discovered yet, very recently that my gaming laptop that I bought specifically for gaming has been running off 8 gig of RAM for the last year and a half. I was like, oh, okay. Turns out it runs up to um, 64 gig. It's got slots for up to 64 and it's just been running on 8. So fuck it. So now I've, I've upgraded to half of that, only up to um, 20 something. 32? I don't know. I've I've got more gig now. As long as the numbers going up, that's yeah, all yeah. That exactly. More oomph. Yes. And um, oh my god, it's made a difference. Holy shit! I can actually play video games on my goddamn gaming laptop now, which is that's a nice crazy. Show. How that works, isn't it? It's, yeah, that's it's really that's nice. That's really nice. Yeah. Give me all the games, guys. Just give me yeah. I'll just get three. Oh uh, yeah, well I mean yeah, I've been playing that anyway. Yeah. Now exactly. I can just play it on ultra high graphics rather than derpy. You don't have to wait ten minutes for each <laughs> new area to load. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't cast a spell and the next turn you watch the fire effect appear behind you. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, no, that's that's awesome. I, I've I've got a list of stuff I can send you, Raph. Um, really, really fun single play games that are inexpensive. Oh, good. Even better. That's what we like. Uh, awesome. Um, I think that's everything. Let's jump into the session. I've got a big old recap to get through, thanks to Haz and Tom last session, uh, who, when offered the chance to join me in a slightly slower, less plot-heavy episode while other players were away, um, waited until Jacob had to drop out partway through the episode and then hit the nitrous oxide button and uh, really advanced the plot forwards. So... Abbott had a sense of urgency. We could... So really, that's your fault, Owen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's my fault. Uh, let me do the recap and oh we'll jump God, straight so, back so, into sorry, the session. Abbott, we can't go with you. You have to fucking do this little side quest to, to delay things for <laughs> another episode. Could have worked. If, you, if you'd really <laughs> insisted that your friends needed healing rather than being like, yeah, all right, we'll come with you. <laughs> Which was, it was the fact that there was no pushback apart from, oh, we can't, you can't really go alone, though. I guess yeah. one of us will come too. <laughs> That's so what I, I quite enjoy. Like that information immediately. It's like, yeah, he probably would share. I know, no, exactly. You you all acted in the way your characters would. It was it was absolutely perfect. Alrighty, and also I think this is episode fifty. So happy half a century. Um, our series has been following the adventures of the Tempest Adventuring Guild: Theo, Luther, Jonor, Grinner, Tithler, and newcomer Killian, an adventurer from a distant land. Having become trapped within the realm of Barovia while searching for some missing adventurers, the team have been travelling west in search of an escape. With Tithler's burns still requiring medical attention, and Killian suffering from a vampire bite, the team have made the journey into the village of Kresk and the abbey located in the mountains high above. Made partly in the company of Nikolai and Stella Wachter, the last surviving children of the Wachter family who also needed the assistance of a healer, Stella having suffered a mental break following exposure to an unstable portal in the town of Valaki. The group were greeted at the Abbey Gates by two misshapen humanoid forms, Otto and Siegfried, two mongrel folk who reside within the Abbey. After confirming they were here for healing and posed no threat to the monastery, the two mongrel folk led the team into the Abbey courtyard. 
After a short wait, in which the team discovered strange sheds containing insane mongrel folk nearby, the abbot emerged from within the walls. Inviting the group inside, the abbot first healed Tithla's burns, removing the burnt and damaged tissue and regrowing fresh skin in its place. While Theo and Luther discussed the existence of a secret lockbox said to, said to hold some goodies, the Vistani had previously asked them to steal this, Jonor had some insights into the true nature of the abbot, realising that he is in fact a deva. Meanwhile, Grinner seemed really impressed with the magic on display and attempted to recruit the abbot against Strahd and the other dark power active in Barovia, offering his own body as trade, specifically allowing the abbot to swap his damaged liver for a fresh one from a werewolf. Unfortunately, the success the abbot had with helping Tithla wasn't repeated with Grinner. As the transmutation magic began to spiral into chaos, the party could only watch on in horror as Grinner's teeth began to elongate, his eyes turning yellow. Quick intervention from Luther and Jono helped prevent the transformation progressing further, however. While all this was going on, Killian and Tithla had a visitor, a strange pale elf named Calathard, who was convinced that Tithla was in fact a long-lost companion of his, Tania. Despite some confusion, the situation was eventually teased out, Calathard making his way into the abbot's study in the hopes of locating him. Theo, who pretended to be the abbot but rolled a natural one for his deception check, was able to learn that Calathard and Rictavio had come to Barovia together sometime in the past, and after a little back and forth, revealed where Calathard could start his search for Rictavio. Meanwhile, Killian attempted to beseech Kelomvor for assistance, his god, uh, only to find another voice offering him all he could ever want in exchange for the blood of a spellcaster. Jonor and the abbot headed up the spiral wooden staircase to the floor above, with gentle soft music filling the air. A raven-haired woman sat playing an ornate golden harp, Apart from the series of scars crisscrossing her, she would have been a perfect match for Irina. Jonor had some questions about this and revealed to the abbot he knew the real Irina and that she was back in Valaki. The abbot immediately took off, claiming Irina was the bargaining chip he needed to escape these lands, offering to take the party with him. It was decided the abbot shouldn't be going alone to collect Irina, so Theo accompanied him in roach form, their journey interrupted briefly by an airborne attack. Arriving in the town of Alaki at the dead of night, Theo and the abbot barged into the Burgomaster's manor, startling Ismark. Sensing something wrong, Theo rushed up the stairs to find a ghostly form trying to beckon Irina to the window. We left off last session as Theo tackled Irina out of the way, breaking whatever spell she was under, as he turned to the figure and said, Hello, Sergei. And that is pretty much where we left off last session. Um, Theo, as you stand in the hallway, uh, keeping a bit of... No, sorry, you were standing in the room looking out the window while Irina quickly got changed out of her night clothes and into some travelling clothes. Ismark also in the room with you, helping Irina find the things that she needs, rushing out, grabbing a cloak, coming back. Um, she goes, I need, I need my boots, Ismark, boots. Not these, I need my walking boots. This Mark sort of going, up, oh, yep, up, oh, yep, yep, and rushing downstairs to go and find them. While all of this is going on, the abbot stands in the hallway. His eyes still very much taking in Irina. Almost with a, a hunger is the best way to describe it. A feeling of intensity still coming from him. 
but also a look of disbelief, as, he, as if he really can't quite believe what he's seeing as he stares at her. Theo, it only takes Irina about two or three minutes to fully get changed, getting into her traveling clothes, uh, very similar to the ones that you actually saw her wearing for part of the journey from Barovia to Valaki. Um, very utilitarian tunic and cloak. Uh, the cloak wrapped around her with a fur-lined collar on the inside with many, many pockets stashed away inside. She also um, straps her short sword to her waist as well as a hand crossbow to her back as well underneath the cloak um, so that it's positioned just by her arm so that she can sort of just reach in and pull it out when she needs. A small quiver of bolts goes at her belt as well uh, along with a satchel, a traveling satchel on her back which you see her take a few potions from a cabinet, uh, two red and one sort of slight bluish one which she packs into the bag stuffing straw around to help keep them safe. As she finishes getting ready, she turns towards you, sliding the short sword into the scabbard, and with a click, smiles. Well, I'm I'm all ready. That is everything I needed to get prepared. Um, you said that you would explain more once I was dressed. I am dressed. Shall we head downstairs and you can talk me through what is going on? Yes, let's um, head downstairs. I think we need a chat, and I also need some information from you and your brother. So let us head downstairs. Abbott, would you um, care to join us? Of course, I'm not letting this woman out of my sight. We lost the last bit of that, sorry, Hess. Please be less creepy, but let us go. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, as the four of you head downstairs, you can see Ismark um, rushing into the kitchen ahead of you, into the, into the dining room kitchen area, quickly sweeping aside some places uh, to get the seats ready and have the table free in front before gesturing for everyone to take a seat, before he takes a seat at the table as well. Um, He's, he watches, he sort of like rubs his temple and goes, uh, I feel like we should probably start with question number one. What was that thing you saw outside the window, Theo? You, you called it Sergei? Do you know this thing, this creature? Um, this apparition? Well, I fortunately have not made his acquaintance before, but um, before I say more, uh, the guards and things, you... you that are around you, do you trust them? Uh, is it better if what I have to say is overheard by... Oh, you guys are alone in the room. The the, the doors... Uh, sorry, I should should have gone to more detail. I think there'll be some guards floating around the... Yeah, moving around the uh, moving around the actual space itself. But uh, Ismark has actually closed off the doors into this kitchen area, giving you guys a bit of privacy. Standing at the door, keeping watch, is Sergeant Amelia, who gives you a bit of a salute as you walk past, a bit of a smile, and then a, an up and down of the abbot, as he just stands there following Irina, eyes wide watching her, and then looks back at you quizzically and then places a hand on her short sword. It, it, it is okay, Sergeant Amelia. He's um, creepy, but but harmless. Kind of like your um, uncle at a party kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, actually that's about right. Yeah, all right, <laughs> fair enough. I'll keep an eye on him then, make sure he doesn't get any alcohol in him. He's a mean bastard when he had a drink. <laughs> I suspect the habit would be much the same. Uh, please make sure we are not interrupted and make sure no one can overhear what we are to say within this room. Of course. Any exceptions to that? If you, any of your crew? You said they weren't showing up, but I know Basically, you lot, You tend to sort of pop up when I least expect it, so should I be prepared to let some other you fuckers through the door? Actually, at as, as this stage, I think if anyone of them were to show up, it is best to deny them entry. Right, okay. What about that soldier mate of yours? Smiler. She gives a bit of a uh, wink. No, the smiley one. He, uh, I, if any of 
my companions are to join join us this evening, I suspect it would be an imposter. So please do not try to to stop them, but immediately alert me as if they are there. Done. I'll call out the name really loudly. Seems fair. I, I head on into the, the room. Perfect. Yeah, as, as you all take a seat, you can see Ismark just like rubbing his temples and going, I, I just... That creature, that, that apparition, what was that? I've never seen anything like it. You it, knew its it, name. It, it reacted it, to you. It, it did, yes. Um, and But before I tell this tale, first I need to know how it is you and your father came to find um, Arena. Um... I was saying she is a, a adopted sibling of yours. She's not your sister by birth. You you watch as Ismark, almost deer in the headlights, kind of freezes and looks over at Arena, and you can see she kind of stiffens a bit before sort of turning to Ismark. She goes, "I know you don't like to acknowledge that I am not your blood, Ismark, but if they think this is important, I think we should I think we should talk to them about this. This this." We can trust, we can trust Theo. We've traveled with him for a while. We have seen all the good that they want to accomplish. I think we can trust Theo. Ismark slowly nods and then grimaces a little bit. Look, you have to understand, I was really young at the time. And father didn't like to speak of it at all. Said that it wasn't important, that Irina was his daughter, that, that I was his son and how that happened was irrelevant, but I, I can tell you what I do know. Our father found Irina by Lake Bartok. She was swaddled, uh, barely a year old, young, very young, wrapped up in a woolen blanket. He said he'd never seen the make. This was unique. She had small pouch clutched in her hand. Inside was the necklace that she wears, the, the silver necklace. You watch as Arena reaches below her cloak and pulls out that half-moon necklace that you've seen before, that you've seen her wear way back when you first met her, before tucking it back away again. Apart from that, there was nothing else. She was just abandoned by the lakeside. Father said he heard her cries, went to investigate. And she was, a young child calling out for her other or father just abandoned there you didn't happen to keep the blanket she was bottled in did you i have no idea what father did with it arena did, did, did father ever talk to you about this you watch his arena nods um i still have the blankets i i um, i have half fashioned it into a uh, into a into a cloak uh, it's obviously quite small I, I wore it a lot as a child you probably wouldn't have recognized it i did i did dye it later on before mother we, we, we dyed it a much more much nicer color of, uh, of light blue but um, I still I still have it somewhere I think it's back in the house in uh, back in the house in Borovia it'd be, it'd be somewhere there somewhere in a closet or a cupboard somewhere we never threw it out that's good to know that it, it would still be there anything that we could learn there's, there's, there's no markings on it there's no insignias nothing trust me I've, I've looked I, I've often held the blankets and, and looked for anything that could be on it. Uh, then what made we, it unique that your father would comment so? The wool. Um, it was very resistant to, to cuts and 
to, to reshape it into a cloak, we actually weren't even able to cut the material. Uh, we had to, um, pushing even a needle through even even slightly was was an effort. We ended up having to get the blacksmith to hammer through uh, the pin used to help seal the cloak over the uh, over the neck. Does that kind of material remind Theo of anything that he would have seen before? Yeah, could I get you to make me a nature or arcana check? Your choice. Uh, they're all the same. It very I'll well may do remind Theo of something. I'll go nature. Love Probably nature. Does, no. Ooh, that's a five. Uh, <laughs> Theo, some sort of tough wool. <laughs> Big goat. Probably ah. from an iron sheep. <laughs> now nah, you've got no, you've got no idea. Isn't that steel wool? Yeah, steel wool. Yeah, yeah. Good for cleaning sinks. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. Well, I suppose I. I should begin as the beginnings. Then you both owed the context for tonight's visit. Um. I assume you're aware of the ruler of the land. They both nod, giving you a bit of a weird look. <laughs> One, two, three, four, Vaughn. <laughs> um, we are aware of the immortal ruler, the Count. <laughs> are you aware of his brother? His brother? You oh. just met him. You watch as Ismark's eyes go wide. Irina just looks around confused. She didn't see the figure at all. The whatever spell effect had her under she didn't even see it Ismark's eyes go wide as he is this and he looks like how on earth can he oh god sorry oh gods yes where one brother found immortality the other found it in another way it would seem but if I'm piecing together the the fragments I have correctly and the abbot can fill in the gap here I believe Long, long ago, back before they were even immortal, they had a, a girl in their lives. I assume they quarreled over her. And she looked, as far as we can tell, exactly like Aina. I, um, sorry, I, this is a lot to take in. So, the Count, Count's brother, he's somehow still alive. I'm guessing some sort of curse, same as the Count's immortality, but at the price of your humanity. I suspect soul in his case, but um, but yes. Yes, he, he looks like some sort of ghost or spectre. What on earth could he want with Irina? What, just because she looks like a girl they once loved? It doesn't make any sense. Based on how close they look, it is, and the suspicious circumstances of Irina's birth, it may be more than just look like. But um, whatever it is, I... Th- and this is conjecture at this point, but I think they have been feuding over this for several hundred to thousands of years, ever since they've been around. Feuding over Irina? Or the woman who looks like her? Continuing the feud that started because of her. By the hells? What is this messed up family? uh, Look, it's it's petty beyond belief, but from what I know of the man, it's that's not outside the realm of possibility. I'd heard that some curses carry a mental toll. Is this, is this it? This is the madness. Oh, many just, have spoken of the madness of the dark. Is this like a, a dark one's gift comes with a blessing of madness? Is the saying? I'm guessing this is it. Like this is their madness. 
Maybe. But they think Irina is this woman. But they must know she's been dead for this whole time. Irina was a child, for God's sake. She was a, she was a, a baby when we brought her in. She grew up. She's not this woman. No, but I don't think that matters to them either. Or, uh, I think they would see, either of them would see her as a way to um, win this stalemate as they've been having. You watch as the abbot slowly lowers his hand from sort of like slowly patting back his bald head in that in that very anxious behavior you've seen him do before, Theo. Actually, probably more Jonor saw that, but but I would say that you've seen this kind of nervous tick the abbot has where he begins to sort of claw away at the skin on his bald head. Probably how he became bald, you would uh, hypothesize. Um, I'm a sense of tearing his hair out every time he gets a child announcement. Thousands of years, <laughs> thousands of years of like tearing at your hair will leave you bald, even if you're a deva. <laughs> There's some punishment even hair can't, can't get through. Um, you watch as he slowly lowers his hand and places it on the table. Quietly, calmly, but the attention of Arena is Mark and yourself is drawn to him nonetheless. There's this sense of intensity still emanating from him. It is not that you just look like her, my dear. I suspect there is a part of her in you. Souls in this land, they are trapped. They do not leave. Nothing leaves this place without the say-so of those two. Is possible that you carry a bit of her within you? Have you ever had thoughts that did not seem like your own? Urges that you could not explain? Feelings that felt unnatural or alien to you? Irina sort of shakes her head slowly, almost a little bit afraid as she hears this, and then turns to you, Theo, and to Ismark. No, I've never felt like this. I. No, this is not. This is not what I have experienced. Well, that was almost South African. How did I do that? I normally can't do a South African accent. I can't do that normally. How have I done this? No, that is that is not what I have experienced. This is not what I. No, it is not possible. It is just. It is the madness, as Ismark said. I just look like her. It is possible. People can. You can have people who look the same after generations. Maybe I am related to her. I cannot be her. I'm not her. It's even a part can of I, me. Can I insight check her protesting a bit too much about not having those feelings? Whoa. Theo doth think she protests too much. <laughs> yes, of course she can. Oh, come on. Nine. Uh, Theo. Doesn't sound like she's... Uh, sounds legit. Look, I, I bet is there any chance you are, you are wrong? She says she does not feel these foreign feelings. Uh, better pray for our sex that I am not wrong but she is exactly who we think she is because if she is not and we announce her to the either of them there will be consequences beyond what I can shelter you from do they react to yeah the both of them obviously react to that you see Ismark sort of like <laughs> look a bit confused and look at you Irina like still sort of reeling from this doesn't react as much but you see as uh yeah you watch as Ismark kind of like squints a little bit as he hears this and turns towards you and gives you a very questioning gaze. Um, I was going to leave this as a decision for Irina to make herself, um, but since the abbot so kindly brought it up, um, at, at the Abbey in Kresk, we can 
keep her safe for a time. The grounds there is is hallowed land from another realm. It it cannot be set foot on by by either of them, at least in the short term. But ultimately, they will they will find Darina, and the abbot and I have talked, and all the others have talked, and we are all in in complete unanimous agreement that well, one of them already has that that creature that S- S- Sergei you called him exactly so uh, the plan in H- the- hang on how has he found her and the other one hasn't how has the that count is- not noticed her we didn't even know about Sergei the fact that he found her is, is baffling to me I do not know how but no but how has how has the count not realized we lived in the shadow of his castle our entire lives I, there's no there's no way he does not know about her. Surely, right? How could he not? I mean, we, we lived okay. not yards from his castle. The, the, the town of Barovia. These guys are there when we were at Damo, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Well, I, actually, now that I think about it, you have in fact met him. I'm sorry, what? Remember that Damien character we met in the woods? The hunter? Yes. Um... It's well, quite nice. It out, he seems yeah, very friendly. Very friendly, man. Um, but he, <laughs> Jacob uh, shaking his head. He will head. abandon you. <laughs> uh, yes, he, he will abandon you and break your heart because he is, in fact, um, the count. I, um, I had I had conversations with him. I spoke with him at length. He asked questions about my childhood, about growing up in Barovia. He... So he does know that you are here. Unfortunately, Abbot, I. I I forgot this part. Um, he watches the abbot almost silently as you turn back to say, like, oh, I'm sorry, abbot. You can see bloody furrows gouge through his scalp as he slowly rakes his claws back across his bald, bald head. Look, eyes wide. <laughs> Look, it's unfortunate, but um, my only assumption is, therefore, that he has some kind of plan for you. Um, but that does not change what we must do. It just changes how urgent it is. We must get you to Kresk, uh, to the Abbey at Kresk. There you'll be safe. There, we are, we already have a unfortunate invitation to the Count's dinner party in the coming evenings. There, we will tell him that we have you and you are there, and we will make a bargain with him. Give we we have credible. As truly insane as it sounds, credible evidence to suggest that he is, in fact, the better of the two. Um, I obviously have a number of follow-up questions, but I don't think it's fair I, for me to ask them before Irina has a chance b- b- to talk. Before either of you say anything to what is undoubtedly sounds like the shittest plan you, you've ever heard, um... We can turn to this conclusion because it is our only option. Uh, either they find you and we have no bargain, or we offer you to the one that is most likely to treat you better, and we get something for for the people of Barovia in return. My sister is not a bargaining chip. I, there's no trade I'm afraid, happening. I'm afraid... Well, it's either she becomes a bargaining chip 
and we talk to the count and try and get him to clear out all of the monsters and allow this place to become less of a grimy shithole? No, or I... And then Arena. Anyway, these, these are the two options. Either we get something from it, or we get nothing from it. Either way, she either ends up with, with him or, or the Skeletor. Skeletor. <laughs> no, there's no way I... And then Irina holds up a hand, and you watch as Ismark falls silence. Irina goes, Ismark, I love you. This is my choice to make, my fate to determine. Shouting at Theo is not going to help. It's not his fault. It's this place. It's always been this place. And if there is something I can do to make it better, something I can do to, to, to help the people of these lands, just like you have done in this town, just like we have done, I would like it if I have to die or I have to be taken, I have to be claimed in this, whatever this competition is between them, I would like it to mean something, something that I choose on my terms. Theo, thank you for telling us all of this. I know this cannot have been easy holding this and, and, and knowing this. Thank you for sharing and thank you for telling us. Thank you for coming straight here to tell me and for saving me from that. No, of course. Uh, you, you are our friend. Um, uh, we wouldn't have been bringing you this option if it wasn't the only thing we could we could think of. And no, it is a tough choice. I was hoping to give you the choice while you were safe at Kresk and of slightly clearer frame of mind. And uh, yes, is Marco away from you? And I knew what your reaction would be to, to this. Is is natural if it was if it was. Titla, I would have said much the same thing. But it's not, That's is it? Not the history of this, so he, he, he could get traded, but... Um, no, it is it is not. Uh, and thus, it is your and Irina's cross to bear here. I, aware, I'm aware you are... We are asking you to bear all of the brunt of this. Um, but at least if we go in bargaining... I, we can get better living conditions for her. Maybe she can still come visit, or and we can get better living conditions for the entire realm. Whereas if one of them takes her, she will be tucked away as a at best an ornament until she dies. And we'll never see sunlight again, and this place will never get better. How are we at this point? This is what I used to believe that we had no good options. That everything we had to do had to be a sacrifice. But you, you and your companions taught me better. You taught me that there was no compromise to be made, that we could fight for what we believed in, fight for what we thought was right. And we did. We we succeeded here in Valaki. Why is this different? I don't understand. Why are you rolling over on this? Because what, she's not your companion, not your... No, she's my sister. I am not rolling over on this. There is another way and I will find it, no matter what it takes. The only other way is to fight. And at this point... To fight would be to die. We tried. We tried to fight Damien, the Count, outside of Kresk. We tried. Two of us almost died. Killian is still uh, at roughly a third of his total health. <laughs> a third of the man he once was. Grinner got punched so hard his his liver was destroyed, and for no other reason was that liver destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> 
They've only just recovered thanks to the help of 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 Ziao. Killian still needs to be healed. We tried. I we tried the option of fighting first. We cannot beat him. We definitely could not beat Sergey. He is powerful beyond what we could we could imagine. Both of them. They're powerful enough to hold a realm enslaved, so even souls cannot escape to the afterlife. We we tried this, Mark. Uh, there is no bloodless coup that we could have here. If you have another idea, we are we are happy to to seek alternatives. But any idea is better than this. I I I I, I will think of a better idea than this. I... This way, she she lives, and everyone lives better. Uh, otherwise you reckon she... you reckon she'll live you you genuinely believe they won't turn her into a creature like themselves Look, there is one thing that I know about Zigard it is that if he agrees to a bargain he will one try to find any loophole he can to get out of it but two will honor it as it as it is written so if we stipulate that she is not to be be harmed or killed she will not be harmed or killed if we stipulate that she is not to be turned and unless she wishes it then that is what it will be we just need to write the contract in a way that he cannot wiggle his way out of and i have some ideas for this i just i had such hope this morning when I woke it up, is, it is not a hopeless such... situation. It is, it is bad. Yes, it feels pretty bloody hopeless. I'm not taking a cattle to slaughter. There's, I, I, I'm, I will not allow her. I, I give you my word that I and all of my friends will die before we let any any harm come to her beyond the loss of freedom. That we are asking to exchange for for a, a better world here. You watch as Ismark's eyes take on almost a bit of a dangerous glint and as he looks you dead in the eyes, you can see almost this kind of soft glow of magic about him as he stares you down. Upon my oath, upon my honour, I will hold you to your oath. There will be no harm that befalls her without your blood first spilling. You have my word. As Ismark sits back, there's this almost like a soft flash, and as he moves his hand away from the table, you can see a rune has burned itself there in the wood. Ismark hasn't noticed. His eyes have not moved from you, but your passive perception, I think, is a 14 or a 15, so you definitely... 16. 16. Definitely notice. I will, I will do you one better. I, not only will I allow no harm to come to her, I will also allow her as the ultimate choice in, in all of this. If she says no, it is, it is no, and I guess we, we, we died fighting them. I will bind you to those words, Theo. You and your companions know this. I, I speak with absolute authority for, for all of them. <laughs> Um, yeah he just sort of falls a bit silent as arena places a hand on his forearm and then looks down at the rune 
and then looks up at you and gives you a bit of a concerned look before looking at him. And as her eyes look down at the rune, he kind of startles, looks down and goes, Oh, sorry, I must have scratched that in the table. Sorry. Do you have a history of magic in in your life? or in <laughs> Magic? Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> no, we're not. we don't have magic. Would I have known what happened with the, the eyes and all of that? Can you make me an arcana check, please? Let's pray this one goes well, otherwise I'm going to have to hand you a fun coin. It's been a while since we handed out a fun coin. I think I'm handing out another one, though, from the sounds of it. What is it? I can't see it yet. It hasn't come through. Fucking nine. Isn't that the insight check from before? Or did you roll another oh, one? That's the arcana check. Another nine. Oh, it hasn't come through for me yet, but I will trust you. That is a, that is a real shame. Uh, I offer you a free re-roll of a dice <laughs> for a skill check, ability throw, ability check or saving throw uh, as a fun coin for uh, three fails in a row, three rolls under five. That is rough, buddy. Or five or under. That's that's rough. Um, as, yeah, I mean, you don't know. So he, he clearly, whatever it was, he has no idea either. Some sort of magic shit. Well, I... It came up with when you said Zatoth, so it must be pretty serious. So you have my word. I'm, look, I, I know this is a lot, but me and my friends have not let you down yet. And if we are to let you down here, I promise it will be the last thing we do. Damn right it will be. I only Damn ask right. that if we die, you must kill Raspip. Raspip, not the, the gnome. The one that wiped out the Wachters. That would be my, my unfinished business that must be taken care of. Why? Without him, we wouldn't have been able to drive the Wachters or the Burgomaster out of this town. That gnome's a bloody hero. This fuck no. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say that. <laughs> no, his, his opinion on Raspit would be whatever you told him, which means that he probably Should is like... Should we stop construction on the statue? <laughs> I, I was we're up to the top of the staff we've already finished him seated in place with the heads of the Wachters burning at his feet yeah the oil alone to keep those fires burning and those statues is going to cost Velaki hundreds of silver every year <laughs> uh, I, I, to I, brew this brew this special ethanol ourselves just to keep the fires burning um but yes um I think it is best given we now know both of them know where she is that we get her back to the Abbey. Um, I also hate to say this is Mark, but I also think it's best if you stay here. Um, yeah, that's not going to happen, obviously. You as the Burgomaster, you have a responsibility to the people of Velaki. Fuck Velaki. Irina, like, again, places a hand on his on his shoulder and goes, Yes, Mark. No, you are upset. I know you are worried about me, but you need to stay here. This is your place. And to be honest, I think I'm going to have to make some hard decisions. I love you so much, but I don't think I'm going to be able to make them if you're there with me. I don't think you're going to let me make the decisions I need to make. You're there with me. I need you to stay. No, you, you don't mean that. No, I'm not, no. Of course, I'm coming with you. Please, Mark. Please. I'll be safe in the chapel. They said 
The ground is, is consecrated. They, neither of them can get across. It is the only safe place for me. Correct? She looks back towards the abbot and you, Theo. Yes, uh, this is the best we can do is this time. And if we find will... you here, there's nowhere in this realm that he couldn't find you, except for the abbey. Then I will have to stay there until such time as I am able to to leave. It's the only place I am safe. How how do we get there? Quickly. It sounds uh, like we need to move fast. I think we need to be very quick. Well, we flew here on the Abbot, um, but I don't think he can fly us both back. Yes, yeah. the Abbot has wings. This was a new development for me too. I think he is some kind of bird person, perhaps an Aragokra? I am a divine servant of Lysander himself. I am not a bird person. I'm empowered with Lysander's holy light It allows me to travel across the sky, his domain of sky. But I must admit night is not when my power waxes strongest. It would be best if we could... If, we were to try, if I was to try and fly you back tonight, I would certainly be, be struggling unless if we were to do it in the night time. It would be best to wait for day when the light it, can give me some of my strength back. I thought you said you had another way to, to get back. You mentioned another way to another way to get back. It was not by flying, Mr. Spooky Bats. I do, but you're not going to like it. What is it? You watch as the abbot reaches out a hand to take Irina's hand. My dear. And as he no, places you, his... you, no, you tell his words first, not demonstration. Can you make me a persuasion check, please? He is, he is dedicated to his course of action. Like, this is his only way of escape. Oh. 22. He, that I can do. He pauses for a moment and then looks back towards you. My magic, if I could make her lighter, not weigh as much by changing her form, could carry you and her back together at the same time. Okay. Uh, what did you turn her into? I... The magic, as you have seen, can be... chaotic. We must pray for Lysander's guidance in this, that I will be able to hold the magic and keep it steady. And you could turn her back? With Lysander's blessing, yeah. Okay, what do, what do you think is the greater risk, then? Uh, the magic or wait until tomorrow, given one of them already knows where she is and the second one already knows that she is at least in Velaki. I do not know. Both carry risks. But I believe this is the right path. Lysander will bless us with this and I will be successful with the magic. I have no, no doubt. Lysander will guide my hands. Arena, do you trust Broken Angel's god magic or... A night here where we could get attacked by essentially the two gods of this realm. Your choice. Up to you. You watch. Truthfully, I think magic both go very right and um, very, very poorly. So at this point, I think it's kind of a coin flip on if you get, you know, turned into a, a cat or a blobfish that got pulled out of the water far too quickly. 
you watch as Irina kind of pauses for a second and then lets out this chuckle. <laughs> I say we stay here. If the choice is between being uh, touched by whatever magic turns people into a fish, blobfish, that does not sound good. No, no, not that. Not that. Um, I'm t I'm t I'm t it's crap decision for you, number one of this trip. So, if that is your decision, then, Abbott, we, we wait till the morning. We wait but till the morning. I, I hope you understand that we cannot leave you unattended until then, given we just had a spooky leash fly like Peter Pan to your window. I know not of this panned Peter, but I will offer to stand guard protect this wonderful woman, keep her safe from the dangers of the night. Very good. I see there's a good plan. And do we have a basement or something here that would be a bit more secure, less, less intensive? Ismark nods, sort of a little bit shell-shocked by what's going on and like all of the things he's just learned, sort of nods and then goes, yes, perhaps it's best if we all set up in the basement. I'll Get the guards to fetch some mattresses and some blankets and we'll, we'll, we'll rest down there tonight, all of us together. I'm not leaving you alone with her. No, of course. Creepy man. As he stares okay, at the yes. No, he, that is a fair call. I, look, we need him, but he is very creepy. Perfect. With that, the four of you make your way down to the cellar. Guards fetch mattresses. We're going to jump back to Grinner, Jonor, Tithla, and uh, Luther and Killian. Basically... Everyone else who got left behind when Theo made this call. Uh, as the uh, five of you, uh, Grinner, uh, where we left off, you were still sort of recovering from the incidents, the liver transplantation that you uh, underwent at the hands of the abbot. Um, Jono, you had rushed downstairs after spending some time with the abbot upstairs. We last left you sort of seated on the bed next to Tithla, having a bit of chat to her. Luther and Killian, uh, Killian lying in bed next to Tithla. Uh, and Luther sort of pacing the halls, looking around, very, very uneasy about all of this, being very reluctant to let Theo just fly off with the abbot in roach form. Um, I hand over to all of you, Grinner. I'd say probably at this point, you've heard a commotion in the antechamber where the hospital beds are located. Something's been going on there, and it suddenly has fallen quiet. I'd say at this point, Grinner, your natural curiosity, or at least your, like, danger sense of things being too quiet has finally kicked back in again um, as the sounds of the kerfuffle and the talking all dies down to a soft hubbub am i aware of any of the arena stuff no or... the the only thing you heard was the abbot rushing down saying i need to leave at once and then some sort of conversation going on between some of the other characters outside uh, luther sounding very like dismissive of whatever plan was being made you could you could hear that tone in luther's voice and then the sound of wings suddenly flapping and a curse from luther and that's the last you heard okay uh, i'm probably i'd imagine grin has actually spent a lot of this time just on the floor on the on the flagstones um trying to get his head right about rose and thorn he'll probably just look down at the symbol on his hand, touch it gently, slowly get to his feet and, and mosey on out to the others, just kind of very subdued grinner at the moment. 
as you wander out, Jonor and Tithla, um, Jonor, you were seated on the edge of Tithla's bed. Tithla, you sort of drifted off to sleep right as the others came barging back in, shouting and going on and on. And, oh, a lot of noise when you're trying to recover from, frankly, horrific wounds. And also, Jonor talked about, like, popping a pimple on your, like, upper, like, clavicle. And then he said it was a scale, and you can't see it, but you can feel it as you, like, touch it. There's this little scaly thing on your left collarbone. Single scale you can feel. Jonah, Jonah, you know you're not meant to pimp, to, you're not meant to pop it, you're meant to just leave it. It's an ointment, you put it on there, you go to sleep and it's better the next day. Yeah, well, it's a, I'm trying to debate, is this like a scab or is it a pimple? Because what one's let be and the other one is take off, so, you know. Which I'd... one of those is take off? They're both let be. Well, the pimple eventually is get rid of. It's kind of a kind of an unusual one where, where does snake tie, uh, snake skin come into this like it's a little reptilian scale thing okay um one leave the medical advice to us okay i don't come into your business telling you how to do your little fancy circles okay well, um, yeah, I think you're actually a spellcaster, so I'm I'm very happy to hear um, all, all the things. Well, don't take the moral about. high ground now, okay? That's not fun either. <laughs> I'm I'm sure there's something kind of reflective around here, um, and I presume as Grinner like walks in from uh, the other room. Hey, hey Grinner, have you seen like a mirror or anything over there in the in the surgery room? I, I wasn't exactly looking around too much, mate. I've been a little. Uh, distracted. Wait, why? What? What do you want mirror for? Looking at him, just sort of stumble out. Look back at Tina, uh, Tifla with her little wound. You know, it's like it's probably not as actually big of a problem. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. Mate. It's all. I mean, everything seems to be fairly healed up, except I keep biting my fucking tongue, and everything smells a little funny. Ooh. And you look, you look at your forearms. They're like a kind of like a mammoth cloak. Well, I mean, I always was a bit hairy, but yeah, look, it's a bit more than usual. I, we need it. Where are the others? Um, well, we've got uh, Theo and the Abbot flew away. Um, what you and mean? I think Luther's just down the corridor. Um, you can see Luther pacing at the end of the corridor, looking very, very distressed. Uh, a moment later, you watch as Killian wanders back in, almost bumps into him, looking distracted. Um, sort of like, goes, uh, uh, sorry, 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 and then walks past. And then as Killian sees you guys, he sort of gives you a little wave and then wanders over. All right. Hey, um, um, Luther's pissed. All okay? But, um... So there's been um, there's actually been a bit of a development in like the last five minutes. So can, just listen listen to the the harp sort of while I'm coming from upstairs. Can you hear that harp playing? Yeah, yeah, I can. Um, it was louder over a, by the stairs. It's hard to hear in here. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it. Really, actually, really, you so can I definitely just, hear it. It's loud. It, um, I went up there with the abbot just to have a conversation with him, and I noticed there was this lady that looked like almost identical to Arena. And the thing is that she 
she was constructed, I think, as a the abbot's at a flesh golem to try and create another arena as a way of uh, what the fuck for as as a way of like convincing the count that he has a copy of her and now he wants to go collect arena from uh, Valaki and basically he was going to do this regardless and Theo um, managed to we were sort of convinced him that he has to uh, let Theo go with him and let Arena make a decision for herself about what her future is to be. Well, how? What? No, how, hold on. Don't, what? What? What's Arena got to do with anything? Uh, I, I thought I was pretty clear. I did. So the the big boys in in this land want Arena, and where the sort of it's kind of a weird thing. Um, apparently, Arena is. Uh, n- not entirely there, Irina, we know. She's actually kind of a girl from previous. She's, like, reborn again. And the, the previous girl was really beloved by the people that run this land. And they, they're they trying to collect her again. What, what like our, a Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Our, our Irina. She, yeah, what, yeah. What, what, she got bored again or some shit. Is that, is that a fake? Well, that's that's what the abbot said. I've never heard of that kind of magic of someone just reincarnating. I did, I, I've not personally come across that or heard of the studies, but uh, yeah, that's that's what they want. They they want to grab her and and make her their own. Uh, but I don't know what they want with her actually. Jonor, could you make me an Arcana or a History check to see if you have come across any studies about reincarnation? Sure. Because it, it's possible Ooh, you actually have no, no, twenty. Jonor, in your mm-hmm. studies to understand the origins of good and evil, you have read two seminal papers in particular discussing how a soul, like a, a good soul that passes and then is brought back or reincarnated doesn't always come back as a good soul. This idea that good and evil aren't inherent to who you are. They're an expression of the choices you make throughout the course of your life. And so like, the knowledge that souls can sometimes be brought back isn't a crazy novel idea to you. The, the fact that it's from so long ago, though, is. The, there is a spell that can be used, reincarnate, that can bring someone back if they've died fairly recently. But from what you understand, this isn't the same. This is like hundreds, if not thousands of years something about barovia something about the way magic works here something's different about that and as you kind of ponder on that you do remember hearing from the vistani way way back that nothing escapes barovia and at this moment with a 20 jonor it clicks when, a, when someone dies, their soul moves on to another plane of existence, depending on their beliefs, their choices, a whole slew of things. Pacts that they might have made with a warlock patron or uh, deals they'd made with their gods. Their souls move on to somewhere else. But if that soul couldn't leave, if it was kept trapped within the plane, it's possible someone could be brought back after any amount of time 
having those thoughts roll over, um, I glance over to to Tithla. How um, how aware is she? Is she? Oh, Tithla's awake. Is she, yeah, 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 yeah. That doesn't mean she's aware. <laughs> Tithla, oh, yeah, roll me, know. roll me a D one hundred, Tithla. Let's see how aware you are. <laughs> yeah, that's fair though. <laughs> are you actually rolling? You don't have to roll it. That's a Whoa. sixteen. <laughs> Not aware. <laughs> I was kidding. Um, uh, you okay? <laughs> Not really. What? What'd you do? What you made? Well, yeah. His eyes are yellow, Tisla. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to be one to comment on somebody's physical appearance, especially not after what I've just gone through the last couple of weeks and how kind all of you have been to me about it. You know what? I'm not going to say anything. Are, are you sure you're okay? I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm trying to work it out. The, the abbot made a horrible, horrible mistake and, and it's uh, it's caused some problems uh, okay. to, to uh, Rose, but we, we're going to get that What's sorted. What's with Rose? Well, she... Uh, she looks like a wolf now. She takes oh, her stakes rare, no. Tithla. She takes her stakes rare, Tithla. <laughs> um, is, is there anything we can do? How can we fix it? That's I not fair. That's no, not I, nice. I don't, I don't know. We're going to have to work that out, love. I, I feel... Okay. I've got well, to I'll go out. I'll go and find some herbs and see if that helps. They're, they're dead, Tithla. I don't think that's going <laughs> to... Then how did she change? I don't Something know, love. That made her change. So maybe some herbs to you will make her fix back. I don't know what it is, but the phrase "they're dead" Tithla really got me. <laughs> it was good. It was really funny. <laughs> they're dead Tithla. Fucking plants aren't gonna do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> look, oh, look, you, want, you give it a go, love. I guess. Yeah. Okay. And Tithla runs out the door. Cool. Um, <laughs> Tithla. <laughs> We're going to deal with mm. you first. As you rush towards the entrance to the hospital wing, mm. you bump into Luther, who is currently pacing a little bit back and forth, looking pissed is the word to describe it. Uh, as oh. you rush up and sort of like he stops and sees you, goes, hey, uh, no, 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 you get back to bed. You're hurt. I don't, I, I don't care what mischief you're getting up to. You go back to bed, please. It's not mischief. It's helping. Jared's throwing text to the Facebook chat for what I'm he wants to do. I'm pulling it open right now. Let's have a quick peekaroo. All right, so oh, of course my messenger's not working at the time I need it to, uh, to tell me what he's thinking. So what does what what Jared say? Let me quickly read it so we can get it right. Luther realizing the Abbey is consecrated ground. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, as as you as you rush up, you can see. In fact, I retcon that a little bit. As you as you rush up to the, you can see that Luther has moved into the chapel area where Killian had actually walked away before. Mm. At the moment, he's seated on one of the old stone benches. You can see he looks very contemplative, thinking, almost like, yeah, almost like he looks like he's asleep, eyes closed, deep in thought, head back a little bit, occasionally sort of like mouth moving wordlessly and soundlessly as he as he mutters under his breath. And as you step in, the sound of your feet sort of uh, echoing across the stone floor, he sort of startles awake. Not awake, but startles open, eyes open, and looks at you and goes, mm-hmm. "Oh, Tithla, no, no, hey, whoa, 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 you go back to bed. You're hurt. Yes, I, I need your help. What, what are we doing? We have to go and find some herbs. We've got right. to help fix Rose. I, I don't think, I don't think herbs are going to help Tithla. She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. I, sorry. I feel like I've had this conversation before. What's the word? <laughs> 
I, I'm I, look. I don't think ghosts. I don't. I don't think you can give herbs to ghosts, Tizzler. Did you think that changing a liver of Grinner was going to change a ghost into a werewolf before? Maybe there are some things we don't know. So why don't we just try something, or we can sit in the corner and just shut our eyes before, and go before, to sleep? I, I, a wasn't sleeping, trying to reflect on events and come up with a plan of action. Given that one of our number has just flown off with some element we don't really know that well. Uh, two, this is a big monastery full of books on healing. I'm guessing at some point, right? The Abbot's study. That's all that's a books in there. I'm not a big on reader, okay? Okay, but why don't we, rather than go and... Like, what herbs would you get to help someone... I don't know, I was just going to see what was there. Yeah, I, can I offer an alternative that's going to save you time and also hopefully stop you catching some sort of, like, chill or illness while you forage I around? I better in the last week and a half. Yeah, but it's also freezing out there. It is snowing. Really gonna? Well, you're, you haven't got your shoes on. You're right. You're right. I'll go. I'll go put my shoes on. Before you do that, why don't jacket. we? Why don't we have a quick look through the books? Maybe there's a book that has information. It's so boring. Okay, but also really helpful, and will allow us to yeah. find something that will help help Grinner and maybe one of the ghosts that haunts him. Boring. I was already I was already morning. gonna go check on this. I was I was thinking through how we could best deal with this and, and I, I think if we're gonna find that information anywhere, it'll be here somewhere. Fine. But if we don't find anything in the morning, I get to go look for herbs. Yeah, if you're properly rugged up, sure. Mm, no deal. Go, go tell Jonah. Jonah loves books. Okay. Jonah! I'll come tell him as well. I'll come look shouts. through. I'm just, I, I, I'll come. I'll come help as well. It just I stands and, and shouts at Jonah. Jonah, books. <laughs> yeah, where, where are the books? Follow my voice, 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 voice. Grinna, I'm gonna have to get back to this soul discussion in a moment. I, there's, there's books. Uh, that's, that's, that's all right. Uh, now that you've filled me in on everything that was going on with uh, a reader while. Uh, Tiffler ran off. Uh, I'm totally across the whole situation there. Um, one of us is. Happy to hear it. <laughs> uh, Jonah, as you begin making your way, you can see Luther shaking his head, walking towards you and going, no, no, the, the books aren't, that's just Snow Chapel. I was just having a moment there. The books are in the abbot's study. They're behind you. It's where Gruner was just before, where, where the abbot was no doing time. stuff. No time. Outside it is. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tithler, you're really good at finding things. Can you help me find the right book? That'd, that'd be really helpful. Mm. Oh, that's I right. feel like you're trying to manipulate me here, but I'm going to try it anyway. Was that an insight from you? No. <laughs> it, it's just your face is very, very simple. It's the same as when you tried to buy me. You were just trying to get something for nothing. I'm, I'm just not going to... Except you were trying to spend money missing. and get something for something, but now <laughs> you just... Could have been better off. The family could have had an improved chimney or something, but okay. <laughs> and what you're saying, they would have had a better life without me around? Uh, well, they would have had you anyway. And yeah, Luther, let's just, I'm just going to leave her. I'm going back to Bruno. Uh, I realized that, uh, I realize uh, Jared messaged me. Um, I forgot that he'd actually dropped the slight American accent uh, way back when he first revealed who he was. So uh, I've been using the wrong accent this whole time, just because that's the one I've associated with Luther, because that's what he was using for most of it. I will try and drop into the slight uh, proper accent. Yeah, I, I think I think maybe we should have a bit of a look through these books, Jonah, and see what we can find. So I'm sure there's information here that will be relevant to our situation. And, and I obviously... I, it's important to me that Grin is okay and we reverse whatever this is that's been done to him and since his uh, ghost children. Hey, Jonah. Rose and Thorn. 
<clears throat> Jonor like stops, stands, and like slowly turns his head over towards Tifla. Want to race? Yeah. Say goodbye, man. First, what did we go? Okay, perfect. Tifla just grabs a book. Bruna, Jonor, Tithler, and Luther all walk past you. Uh, Luther, as he walks past, placing a hand on your shoulder. It's all right, Bruna. We'll, we'll look into this. Don't you worry. We'll, we'll, we'll find the answer. It'll be in here somewhere. I, I, I know. I, I trust you. Look, I, you want to come help? No, look, my head's still not in the right spot. I, I think I, I just need to go get my head sorted. I'm going to go for a little walk. Uh, I'll, I'll meet you guys back in, in here. In, I know in you've. I know you've got a new liver. Enough, yeah. but you don't need to take it for a test drive just yet. If that's what you were. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm off. I'm off to grog. I, I still swear by what I said uh, earlier. It, I'm not. I just. I just need a minute. I think. Do you, do you want to talk about this at all? Or would it be best if I go help the others? You, we need to work out what's going on. I, it, the best thing that we can do right now is is help Rose. I think. Uh, I agree. We we I'll, can't. I'll, whatever's happened to her, we need to reverse it as, as soon as possible. I will do everything yeah. I can to do that. No, I, I don't, mate. I, I don't. I'm going to put my hand on his shoulder and then um, eyes are just kind of kind of drift off <laughs> like that, <laughs> just like that. Um, and I'll I'll just kind of wander off out towards the front of the um the main abbey entrance i think all righty um tithler and jonor and uh luther i'll pull over luther's character sheet i'm gonna get tithler, sorry tithler mutters under her voice when is allowed to go for a walk <laughs> fucking knew that was coming <laughs> <laughs> fucking knew that was coming i was gonna try and get ahead of it before you could say that you still managed to get past that <laughs> um <laughs> i would like i would like all three of you to roll please an investigation check can I roll a medicine check? I will allow it. Absolutely. Thank you. Roll for Luther. Yeah, medicine so this, or investigation. <clears throat> this is his, uh, his jam, Jonor. Uh, this is Jonor's jam. Of his topic. I'm going to ask if he can do it quite well. Uh, I will offer you, I will offer you if, if you would prefer Ooh. an arcana check. Would that be a better... Because this Ooh, is magic, um, and Arcana would fall into this. Because you're looking for specific magic. Would you prefer that, or would you like a uh, advantage on investigation? I'm just going to go investigation again. Alrighty, no dramas at all. I will roll a investigation check. Let's have a peek around. Okay, uh, twenty for investigation for Jonor, nineteen for investigation for Tifla. Uh, Medicine. Oh, medicine, sorry. And for yep. uh, Luther, it's a 12. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of Luther. Obviously, like, to, to you guys, to, to everyone but Grinner, Luther's kind of, like, not revealing how much of a connection he has to Grinner. He's kind of playing it a bit more casual. I mean, like, joking about the ghost children. But he really does care about Rosenthal, knowing their connection to Grinner, having had, having had a conversation with them. I'm going to say Luther's actually pretty distracted at the moment. He's finding it just very hard to, to go through and locate information. You can see he's flicking through the books, but every so often he kind of pauses for a bit, looks up. There's something on Luther's mind. Something else is taking his attention. Uh, but Jonor and Tithler, as the two of you begin pouring through these manuscripts, 
it becomes clear very quickly that a number of them are very, very old, probably from the Forgotten Realms, the Ooh. location where Killian is from, where you suspect the Abbey itself is from. Um, yeah, there's there's discussions of locations, a location called El Terrell, which you've never heard of, but you ha- as you focus, you... Tithley, you think you heard Calathard mention that name when he was talking to Killian, when Killian was lying in bed. Killian, by this point, has gone to sleep. I, I mean, he is horrifically injured. I think his maximum hit points right now is 15. Killian is a, is a third of the man he normally is at the moment. Killian's having a well-deserved rest as he tries to not become a vampire. Um, but yeah, as, as the two of you begin flicking through the books, Jonor, uh, I kind of take your investigation check as you searching maybe more for references to uh, lycanthropy in general, uh, understandings or treatises or, or investigations, studies into the disease and how it functions. Tisley, you're more looking specifically for a cure and less just lycanthropy, but more looking for any kind of treatments associated with lycanthropy, with ghosts, with... Um, yeah, are there any other search terms Tithla would kind of be looking for as she's going through these books? Like, because Grimmer um, is a like his fighting style is pretty unique. Yeah, would she have the association for this being curse? I would say that there definitely is a, a sense of this being a type of curse. I mean, you yeah, would have heard it referred so to as the curse of lycanthropy. So curses in general, curse. breaking curses. Yeah, okay. like transformation, that yeah. sort of stuff. We did do a um, uh, remove curse and your healing on Killian's wound, actually. So should have had first experience, like not like two hours ago. Mm, yeah, true. Those feelings and senses that she would she would know firsthand, but Jacob wouldn't know how to describe those sort of things. Uh, Just that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's do Jonor first. As you begin flipping through the manuscripts, Jonor, you come across a series of uh, tomes that have been handwritten these look like first edition no printing press involved handwritten with ink and quill um bound in uh, this very very distinct rough parchment almost as if this was a, a homemade parchment uh wrapped in a, in a leather uh treated that uh, has given a bit of a waterproof covering it becomes very clear to you very quickly journal with a 20 that these are notes that the abbot himself has taken many of them during dissections of many of the various beasts and creatures that call Barovia home. One of the pages, as you flip through it, is a dissection of a Vistani looking for any reasons why they might be able to leave Barovia. (laughs) Um, Subject uh, was alive at the beginning of the process, uh, was not at the end. This book, as you flip through it, which was tucked away on one of the back shelves, is disturbing. He has clearly been around for a long time and has been searching for a way out for a longer time, or for just as long. As he, as you flip through this book, I mean, there's just like dissections of werewolves. You can see there's discussions of a, a, a subject immediately following the dissection of werewolf, a subject who contracts lycanthropy uh, two days after initial implantation, whatever that means. And then there's a detailed description of the curse progressing, and then immediately following that, a dissection of another werewolf. 
open mouth was what my mouth was doing and i imagine journal would have done the same <laughs> yeah I, journal as you, as, you, as you flick through this stuff it is dark reading there are detailed sketches of many of the various parts uh some of which you recognize some of which you don't um but as you go along you can see that yeah the abbot had He's done yeah, a number yeah. of experiments to try and figure out a way to get out of here. And as the book goes on, it begins to delve into the area of a flesh goat, the idea of creating a perfect being, he calls it, or the, the perfect gift, he calls it. And there's descriptions of all the different types of spells required, all the different types of magic, and all the different components of this flesh golem he's going to need to acquire. And right at the back of the book is a torn piece of painting showing a very familiar-looking face. This painting looks Ooh. ancient, old. The ink uh, and paints have begun to peel and scratch, but it is very clearly someone who looks a lot like Irina. That is a little bit unsettling. Uh, um, apart from things, that, in terms of... Sorry, you go, you go, you go. You. Um, I think the things Jonah would have been interested in is basically treatments of lycanthropy like yeah. and symptom progression, particularly the symptom progression. Symptom progression, uh, in, this, in this specific case study, symptom progression was pretty fast once it began um, and was tied tightly to the lunar cycle. This patient was experimented on two days before the full moon. Implantation was two days prior to the full moon and transformation first began at the, the, the full moon two days later. Um, symptoms progressed rapidly. Uh, it began with uh, initially a heightened aggression um, and then physical symptoms began to manifest. Claws replacing fingernails, massive incisors replacing canine teeth and other wolf-like attributes progressing until the transformation on the next full moon was a complete transformation into a full werewolf. At which point, the uh, notes end and a new section of the book begins uh, discussing mm-hmm. the dissection of a werewolf. For sure. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, in terms of cures or preventing... It looks like from these notes and from the abbot's own hypotheses, you can see scrawled in the margins, hypotheses and notes, um, suggestions for future trials, suggestions for future studies. Uh, It looks like from the notes that you can read, once this process has started, it's tied to the lunar cycle. If you can break the curse, if you can block it and prevent it, um, treat the wound, treat the bite, and provide strong enough healing magic or magic to remove the curse before the lunar cycle completes there is still a chance i imagine he would have been flicking through the pages and it's when something's so grotesque but you can't stop looking at it he's like oh oh turning (laughs) and then like like slowly stops and turns to see if grin is there and is like sort of relieved he's not there like seeing this and then would be a bit elated at the end when he came came across that all right, there may be a way to get it before that, that, that stage. Tithla, there is indeed a mm-hmm. book on curses, Evard's Curse Primer, first edition, an ancient Ooh. book, probably from the Forgotten Realms. The author, 
uh, Ivard, seems to think very highly of himself. The foreword talks about these spells that he is responsible for creating, including Ivard's black tentacles. Boring. Strange spell you've never heard of before. But as you flick through, you can see that this is indeed a collection of not just curses that you can inflict, but detailed understandings of the origins of different types of curse magic. Curse magic falls under many different types of schools of magic. Bestow curse the spell is the simplest way to for, for a wizard to copy some of the curses that the weave can, can give. But the real masters of curses, those who live and breathe them, are the hags. Sea hags, night hags, boer hags. They are the true artists when it comes to curses, being able to grant boons and banes in equal measure that provide bizarre and strange effects, some of which can be horribly disfiguring, some of which can be uh, incredibly like subtle and unsettling, but it's an artistry. It's not just the simple wizard's attempt at curses. The spell uh, Remove Curse that a lot of wizards can learn, Ivar dismisses as a very... Um, uh, uh, what would he call it? The words Ivar would use would be like uh, a hack's attempt at um, using a hammer to solve a problem that requires finesse. Um, <laughs> and the the remove curse while like you can see like while 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 I grant that remove curse is sufficient in up to eighty seven percent of these lighter curses wizards find themselves casting, a real magic aficionado delves deeper into the toolbox to find more custom, more bespoke solutions to breaking complex curses. And what follows is Evard's breakdowns of a number of different curses and how to break them using nice. which subtle, beautiful magic. As you begin flicking through with a 19, um, there's discussion of curses of blindness, curses of um, anosmia, the, the losing sense of smell, um, any of the curses that block the senses, any of the curses that block the sense of pain or interception. Moving quickly into what you would describe as an escalation, curses that removes one's legs, curses that like turn people inside out, <laughs> like really mm -hmm. does escalate quite quickly. Um, um, most of those curses, yeah, is because is, it's talking about curing those curses. There's a difference, I assume, between removing a curse that's removed someone's leg and healing somebody who has lost a leg. Well, this is where this is this flows nicely to what I was about to say. Um, Go team. A number of the solutions to these curses, particularly these more grotesque ones, are interesting to say the least Tithler. for the one of someone being cursed to be turned inside out apparently this is based on a real life case study that um, evard himself addressed a uh, a night hag had cast this curse on someone and, and cursed them to live through this horrific experience um evard was luckily able to put them out of their misery swiftly <laughs> um with no further harm to themselves or anyone who had to see them uh, was his solution to that curse. Uh, after sprinkling some holly on them and uh, pushing them down a well, he was then able to break the curse. Uh, yeah, great. Yeah. You get the sense that Evard's approach to some of these uh, spells and magic is not based on medical science as you know it, Tithla. Or, or rather, I would say it is based on medical science as you know it, Tithla. Uh, <laughs> if they're dead, then they're not. They can't be can't cursed. Can't be cursed. Can't be cursed if yeah. you're dead. True fact. 
Um, and it's hard to be hard to be cursed to be inside out if no one can see you and you've been pushed down a well. Yeah, like if there's a tree fall in the woods and then Good how question. many squirrels yeah. die in the exactly. inside. Evard's perception is out of sight, out of mind. Um, <laughs> however, there are genuine uh, examples of, of breaking curses. Um, for example, a, a curse of petrification can be reversed in a number of different ways. Um, uh, you can kill the creature that casts the curse. And this is one of those sort of classic things, is if you can find whatever magic was used to create the curse, sometimes killing that origin of the curse is enough to break most of the magic. A lot of magic relies on people still being alive to, to, to hold the weave together. Mm. Um, there are potions you can brew that one can brew to remove petrification. When it comes to a werewolf bite, though, you can see that Evard has not a very long section on it. He has a longer section on um, the curse of smelly dragon scales, whatever that is. Um, the curse we, of we lycanthropy. Yeah, just skip through that. The curse of lycanthropy. Evard seems to be in two minds about whether or not this even counts as a curse. There's clearly some sort of magic involved. But Evard believes that there is another component, a connection that forms between those infected and those who have infected them. And this connection is not always obvious. Um, in his eyes, the easiest way to break the curse of lycanthropy, the person who has been cursed must drink a, a potion comprised of wolfsbane, deadly nightshade, uh, and various other herbs which really probably like fly amanita the mushroom like, a lot of a lot of things in this that really raise your question marks um but also they also must drink the blood or a potion brewed with the blood of the werewolf who turned them to break that connection and break that curse doesn't have to be dead just has to drink the blood and interestingly enough as you go through it he seems to be basing this on vampires because there's a whole section on vampires. As you flick through, I would say Tithla would care about this and it would stand out. Mm -hmm. A vampire, when they're first turned, becomes a vampire thrall, bound in service to the vampire who raised them. But if they were to drink the blood of the vampire who turned them, they can become a true vampire. No longer bound, no longer held in, um, uh, held in, in, in held, held in sway by their master. They are now free to make their own decisions. Seems like Evard thinks that lycanthropy and vampirism are similar in origin and similar in function. These herbs... Hello. Tithla would know of them. Oh, yeah. A number of them you'd recognize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you feel like they're around? Wolfsbane is definitely not a winter climate herb. It's a leafy herb that's probably going to be somewhere in a forested region. Same with mushrooms. Mushrooms generally don't thrive in dry, cold, snowy environments. Normally they like humid, hot, and damp environments. You might be lucky enough to find um, uh, a she-oak sap from around here. She-oaks are, are they, they will be able to in winter uh, survive um, quite cold temperatures. If you, you might be able to get the sap from a she-oak here as well. Powdered silver? That shouldn't be too hard to acquire. You just grate some silver. Sounds easy. Okay. Um, but a number of the other herbs, you're probably going to have to head somewhere a bit warmer. Great. Tithla Top of a mountain? Is, not a great place for gathering herbs, as you can imagine. That's okay. Yeah. Tithla is... This is... 
he does a lot of medical research here. Uh, she's going to then start exploring or say, oh, I'm, I need see to find See if he has stuff. any of this stuff. Yeah. See if he has any of this stuff. I would love you to make me an investigation check or perception check. Your choice. Who's coming? What are, what, what are you finding? Ah, the, these things. And she shoves the book into Jonal's face. Uh, I'm happy uh, to let you roll this with advantage as both Jonah and Luther will help you with this check. Alright, uh, investigation did you say? Yes please, or perception, your choice. Oh, I want to do a perception instead. So that would be three more than that. So it'd be a 23 or a 20. Not bad. Let's take the 23. Okay. As you, if you'll allow me. It's advantage, so I have to. As you look through the various alchemical I, I mean I described the alchemy work table that the uh, the abbot mm-hmm. has in this room when you first walk in as you, as you begin looking through the alchemy work table uh, along the back of it forming a almost like a tiny cabinet full of hundreds of little drawers each one mm-hmm. containing little dried herbs and powders and various other alchemical reagents and ingredients as you begin going through them with the help of Jonor and Luther mm-hmm. this, this is one of the most well stocked laboratories or herbalists or uh, alchemists you've really come across the abbot has worked mm-hmm. hard a number of the stocks are pretty diminished it doesn't look like he's been able to replace many of these items but mm-hmm. for the most part what if this was all here when it was brought across with the abbey this would have been a healer's dream and, and mm. you also get the sense this wasn't for one person to use you get yeah. the sense this was part of the abbey and this might have been used by a number of healers now the abbot's the only one left but this would have been stocks for many many different healers yeah so it would last a long time exactly there would be a lot in there as you begin to go through the drawers you do find most of the ingredients you're after powdered silver you do not find that is not a typical alchemical ingredient for potions that is very specific to this werewolf anti-werewolf potion or, or potion mm-hmm. of werewolf curing um, and uh, f- I said fly Amanita before. I meant to say fly agaric, the mushroom fly agaric. Uh, there is no fly agaric either. Um, that has no medicinal properties apart from causing intense hallucinations. It would not be in a healer's kit anywhere. <laughs> uh, don't um, don't don't find random mushrooms and, and eat them, thinking that they might be causing fun hallucinations. This is a fantasy world where things are safe to do. Just a quick PSA. <laughs> And if it's not safe, the worst thing that we do is we draw a number on a bit of paper. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> or tear up a character sheet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but m- most of what you need is here, Tithla. It, it, does Tithla think that there's enough to make this potion, or do we need to... Tithla's... I'm going to yeah. get one more medicine check. Just just as you analyse this potion in particular, I want to see what Tithla's take on this is. I mean, Tithla, you're a master... Yeah. Well, a master... You have some experience in bushcraft and herbal medicine. Mm-hmm. Medical genius, I think, is the phrase used. Is the quote, uh, yes. It was, that is the, that's the self-identified label that Tiffany Exactly, has. so she's got confidence. But, oh, yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Which is all that. we need. Um, skill sometimes fits into the equation somewhere in there. Confidence is uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I have an inspiration that I'm going to use on this. Okay. Are you proficient in medicine? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that'd have been good that's a 13, 13. And, and 8 13 and 8 Tithla there's a lot of components to this potion mm. fly agaric you don't think that's got any medicinal 
properties as far as you're aware. And and if and if the only purpose is for it to be some sort of like binding agent or, or binding reagent to be used in this potion, probably any old mushroom would be fine. Mm. There are mushrooms here. The abbot has other mushrooms. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll go to the kitchen. <laughs> quite a mushroom you don't have to kitchen. go to the kitchen they're, they're in the alchemical components they're in the, in uh, the we'll, chest of drawers we'll, we'll try and grab whatever there's the most of that seems uh, like it would probably I'm going to get you to roll me a d100 uh, I'm going to have to pull open a list of mushrooms Which she, she then wants to like looking at them seeing what would substitute well but doesn't yeah. want to Try to not grab the very last of something. No, I I it's need potion ingredients like it's a recipe for soup. Exactly. <laughs> Eighty one. Eighty one. Okay. Okay. So it is going to be within the realm of um, actual mushrooms used in medicinal uh, areas. So at least we're not pulling through the poisons tray. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Well, we've maybe that's bad. We've abandoned the poison. <laughs> okay. Okay. Nice. As you begin going through, uh, as you begin going through the, the trays and begin pouring over the different uh, ingredients, um, one of the drawers seems to have a dried mushroom, very fibrous, almost that looks like some mane of a mighty wolf or, or uh-huh. a creature with lots of like fur. And I mean, this mushroom probably can be substituted in with no dramas. It looks pretty dried. similar. I mean, you don't know of the specific medicinal properties of this, whatever this is, but I mean, I don't need to. you don't recognize it as poisonous. It's so a up, not a thumb down. So we're happy. Yeah, it, it very much feels like a thumb at horizontal level, but I guess we can call that a thumbs up if that's how to round it up. Yeah, we're going to round it up. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, this lion's mane mushroom seems like it'd be fine. Yeah, great. Um, Jonah, do you, do you happen to have any powdered silver? Do you know how to do that? Oh, powdered silver. You mean like uh, one of our coins? Silver? Yes, like or silver, but it's silver. not like, you know. Luther yeah. reaches yeah. into yeah. his knife belt and pulls out one of his silver knives and holds it out and goes, I have some pure silver here, if that would be any help at all. I'm happy to provide oh, th- it. Thank you. Um, I think the coin's probably going to do... Are the what coins pure silver? Are silver coins actually silver? Well, yeah. I know we call them silver coins, but like a gold coin isn't always made of gold. And a no, copper coin is not always made of copper. No, it is though. No, oh. Luther's oh, probably the most made of the metal out of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's so expensive that copper coins are made out of wood and they're painted. I think he's actually got a point. We'd all be in a, in a, on a gold mine, like a literal gold mine if we had this as real so probably use luther's luther's blade how, how can we how can we break this into into bits how, how powder does this need to be for the potion i just need like a dash maybe just a little bit off the handle uh well actually i i could if i if i take the handle off the the blade will continue inside the the handle for a bit there'll be silver at the end there if we could get a file or something yeah i could, absolutely. I could file down the end that way i don't have to lose my dagger as well i, I would 100%. for grinner but i'd prefer not to We'd rather not for Grinner, though. If it was for if it was yeah, for Theo, cool, I would cons- No, I'm cross with Theo right now. He fucking buggered off and left us here. If it was no, for Killian, calm down, remember? I started I, getting mixed messages. Yeah, I'm sorry, you. you're cross with Theo, who goes <laughs> off by himself. To- <laughs> I probably shouldn't be putting these words into Luther's mouth. Luther, Luther might be stoked with it. Um, uh, as as actually. Jared has pointed out uh, Luther has Tinker's Tools. Let me have a quick peek around and see what's in Tinker's Tools. But I imagine that um, there would indeed be a file there. There's no way there wouldn't be a file in 
Mm, surely. We'll, we'll just say there is. Let's have a quick look. <laughs> I'm more than happy to have a quick look. No, it's okay. I don't mind. No, I'm happy to have a quick look. We'll take no it. time That's at fine. all to have a quick peek around. We're all sorted. Moving on. Hand tools, thread needles, whetstone, scraps of cloth and leather, and a whetstone small pot of glue. We can just whetstone. grind it on whetstone the whetstone. Whetstone would be perfect. Um, I'm going to say that there is also a file there. I was just trolling to see if I could get you guys really nervous, and it worked really well for Jacob. That was an easy bait. Um, <laughs> you, you want to say nervous? You want to wait till you say nervous, okay? Okay. Uh, Luther, Luther um, like taking his short sword, cracks it down on the hilt of the silver dagger, breaking part of the hilt open delicately, allowing him to pull the two halves away after unstripping the leather that, that binds the two halves together, revealing the blade inside with the... Uh, what do they call that? It's like the... Tang. tang thank you, with the tang. Um, I was going to say tongue, so I'm pleased that you corrected me just in time so I didn't look like a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> as, he, as he gets the tang and begins filing it away, making a small pile of silver dust... Um, Dizzler, there's a uh, and while that's pinches there, ready to go. Lovely. Uh, um, where did where did the liver come from? Um, if you just turn around and look at the the corpse on the ground actually behind us. Um, Lovely. That, that's Millie body right there. Tithler goes over and as though uh, she's blooding an animal that she's killed for meat, uh, begins and collects a sample of the blood. It's thick and congealed, having been frozen for some time, and there's a almost like watery substrate that drains out from inside the veins as well. Not mixed fully with the blood, but seemingly separated out. Sorry, you want realism, this is what you get. No, um, and I'm sure Tithler would be familiar with that, having stored animals. In the freezer, and then carcasses. blooded them later. Yeah. yeah. Probably you would have blooded them first just because you don't want too much you blood couple, when you freeze it. It's, yeah. Sometimes it's difficult. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Rapid. not all the time, not common practice, but I'm sure yeah, it would have happened once or twice. Sure it's happened once or twice. Uh, we can we can agree to that. Uh, as you yeah, as, as you collect a sample of the dark blood and place oh. it in one of the vials. Um Tithler, you've you've got all the ingredients you need. Uh, well, you've got go you've got the... most of the ingredients yeah. you need, plus a few substitutions, but it'll be fine. Yeah, we're just going to go back to the book, make sure to see if there was any instructions on the process. Uh, instructions uh, give you detailed notes on how to prepare this. I'm not going to go through that Lovely. in detail. I will, no, however... No, please, we would, we would like to follow the instructions. Uh, Given she shoved it in front of Jonal and he just took for <laughs> process, I think I would definitely, yeah, follow methodology. I, I, I'm sure Jonal would be annoying. He's like, okay, here, just let me... Let me have another look. And she grab it. Um, and that's it. that's a one tablespoon. Not you don't just salt and throw it. It's uh -huh, a tablespoon. Uh -huh, okay. As Tithler's just pouring some in. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Um. So I would like to do a survival check to like try and do it right. I was going like, to offer you survival or right. medicine. Your choice. They're both the same. Okay. I just thought I'd do survival instead of medicine. It's let's take a survival. Medicine. Let's let's do something different. Hey, Sixteen. Let's... 16. As you begin going through and following the directions as best you can, I mean, Jonor's being so specific with these amounts, wanting you to weigh stuff, and the scales take time. Nerd. Nerd. I mean, scales are. They're right in front of you, but I mean, it's really, where are they? <laughs> Jonor points <laughs> them at least reach. six times. But yeah, they're up there, they're on the table, and, <laughs> and there's this there's this centrifuge thing that Jonor turns with handles trying to get you to put it in to mix it. You just shake it. I mean, 
It's the same stuff. Yeah, this is all a bit of wank. You put your thumb on the cap of it and yeah. shake it. <laughs> this, is, this is all a bit of a wank. As you take your thumb away, you can see your fingers stained black from whatever this potion is. <laughs> Try to wipe it, it and stay it there. taste to make sure it's... Do you? Well, yeah, yeah, like a, a little, <laughs> tight little dab. I would love a constitution saving throw, please. Uh, that would be excellent. Thank you very much for that, Tithler. And she's. I can't imagine she did it when. Uh, I that's was a twenty-one. It's a twenty-one. <laughs> As you taste this, it's missing something. Mm. Something important. See, this is why we taste you, you, before you, we serve. There's there's a there's a, a bubbling feeling on your tongue, but you're not worried about that. You're focused on what it's missing mm. at this point. And mm-hmm. as a little bit of foam starts to drip out the side of your mouth, that's what it is. It's too mm. dry. The potion's too dry. The blood too thick. It's too thick. You need a bit of water. Yeah, we'll go back to the corpse and just get that more transparent liquid. <laughs> a little bit more of that in there. Oh, Shake God. that in there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna loosen it all up. Yeah, it's not gonna water it down. <laughs> Go back to giving it a good shake. Much better sloshing noises coming from inside there the vial. Go. Way Happy better. Days. <laughs> Happy days. Um, that foam is still coming out of your mouth, and there's a bit of a, a sour taste as well that does seem to be getting stronger. But it all seems fine apart from that. And I mean, maybe probably it's fine. yeah, it's probably fine. <laughs> Finish shaking well, it's been your potion. Day, so yeah, exactly. Something um, was bound to go wrong at some point. Yeah, 100%. As you finish shaking the potion, um, Jonah, there, there's there's quite a bit of foam coming out of Tithla's mouth at this point. It does almost look like she's foaming at the mouth a bit, is the, as it sort of like starts bubbling. And as, as you go to sort of like tell Jonah it's finished, Tithla, it comes out as like, Rah! and then the words start as foam goes, and then spews down your chin onto your tunic. One by Jonah, here's my water skin. I can't hear what you're saying. Have it go, gobble up his water skin. Have some. Clear the mouth. What, what did you just say? Here's my water skin. Gobble it up. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. <laughs> Thank you for that, Jonah. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tithler. Jonah offers his water skin. Uh, do you gobble it up? Okay. Thank you. That's awesome. Perfect. As right. you, as you begin rinsing your mouth with the water. And then, are you drinking the water or spitting it on 100% the floor? 100% she drinks it. <laughs> <laughs> she missed the memo. She's going to just drink it. Oh, oh, it was. oh matey. Um, I'm going to need you to roll me a D100, please, Jake. This is naturally caused. <laughs> this is like I- inside of her. Uh, let me just get to the button. The wide That's eyes that Jonah has. seen the... the the throat just like gulp and swallow it down. Well, I, I <laughs> okay. Sorry, you go. How would Tithla have recognized that she was struggling with this, or was it? Is she? I think she's too distracted. You can't she's back out of it now. <laughs> no, she's too distracted. That's what I doubled down on it, bitch. <laughs> You did double down. You were offered the chance to rinse your mouth out. And you went, great. This will wash it down. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tithler, as yeah. you drink it down. Yo. A bit of a rumbly in your tumbly right now. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a bit of a gurgle. Luther, hold this. It gives Luther the vial. Uh, uh, yep. Yep. And holds it up. Are you okay, Tithler? All okay? Give it, give it to Grinner. And she runs to go to the toilet. As you begin running to go to the toilet, 
Tisla. Um, this <laughs> strange... Where's the toilet? This, yeah, I was going to... That was my next question. Where are you running? Uh, oh, there are chamber runs. pots under most of the beds, the hospital beds. But as you begin sort of running out to the, the open area where the other patients are, um, there's this strange tingling in your fingers. And as you go to begin running, the tingling seems to be spreading rapidly. And, and your feet feel really heavy right before oh. you face plant onto the ground as this tingling begins to move up your legs as well. I'm, I'm, help, help, I got the tingles. <laughs> I caught the tingles. <laughs> Luther, we should, really should you go join them? We've run out there to, to test I can't believe how cross. appropriate it is that like you get the balance of the liquid in this thing, right? Give it a good shake, get a good bit of ASMR, and then the tingles actually paralyze you. <laughs> so results, <laughs> it's too good. Um, yeah, I mean, Tithler, legs feel all wobbly and all jelly-like and that grumbling and your tumbling still going your tongue's okay head head and tongue okay it's just your extremities just your arms and legs more fun my way okay your tongue's out too um you watch as tithler begins struggling to breathe as whatever this paralytic is if it's strong enough to hit your throat and tongue it's also taking out the muscles around your legs you sure you want to double down on that one jacob or too late (laughs) it does it it only attacks uh only attacks certain parts your tongue is unfortunately because you licked this and then drank it does seem to be one of the this is from a literal drop of this stuff imagine what grinna drinking the whole thing's gonna do (laughs) seeing her it's at this moment jonor legless as you see tithler drop to the ground luther still holding the potion looking at it very confused as you look at the directions it is supposed to be left to stand for five hours before consumption so that the components mix well and ferment. <laughs> Otherwise, it says at the bottom of the page, there may be unforeseen side effects. Tithler grumbles. Oh. Ratings for nerds. <laughs> the temptation to have that be the last thing in this campaign is so overwhelming. <laughs> no, 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 carry on. Uh, this uh, this little narrative is gonna tuck, just gonna tuck you into bed, okay? You get your arm, arm up, you know. Uh, uh, can you raise your arm, please. Uh, I need to get it over my shoulder. Uh, no, no, oh, okay. Um, Luther, just put that down really carefully, perfect. And we're just gonna chuck uh, you into bed next next to Killian. Yeah, there uh, we go. There uh, we should go. We, just should we be concerned you. about this? She she just dropped to the ground and she she's not uh, talking. Are we gonna <clears> give this to Grinner? Ah. Um, I just, I just like hand towards the face, little like single finger shush over mouth. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think we're going to be giving this to Grinner because she did five you do that hours and two minutes. Yes. Yeah, she starts gumming at your finger. Why does Tithlin oh, do no. that? Oh no. <laughs> Jacob, why does Tithla... Because she's in a state of uncertainty. She doesn't feel safe. and She can't move her arms. She can't move her legs. It's the only control she has over her body. She's trying to exercise the last fragment of control she has over this scenario. Um, You watch her sleep. It just looks down at Tithla, like almost like a fish having bit down on a hook. Looks down and goes like, do you need a hand with that? Yeah, let's let's chuck her up. Let's put her on a bed. Keep recovery position. I'm gonna I'm gonna take her legs. You can have her hands. I don't want to be near her head right now. Well, I don't want the head either. She's gonna like spit at me or something. Oh, okay. 
now she's in, just in the bed. One, two, three. Uh, <laughs> are you no, chucking her? Just arms and legs. No, we're gonna place her. Oh, okay. Because the one, two, three implies a bit more, and the way you like tossed your arms <laughs> felt like you were acting out. Yeah. Uh, no, as you as you very gently lift her up and place her in the bed. Um, Luther, seeing that there's a bit of drool coming out the side of your mouth, just slowly turns your head a little bit so that it's like pulling away and not going down your throat mm, again. Appreciate they're not trying to drown me. Yeah. Um, he then looks over at Killian, lying also partly comatose in bed. Looks back at Tithla, looks back at Killian. Didn't didn't we deal with this? I swear we just fixed Tithla. What? How does this keep happening? Are we going to have to wait a week to do this as well? Like, when's this going to fix itself? Do we have to fix this? The abbot's going to be like, who, who did the medical? Oh, no. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> How do we explain? We went through his stuff. How long is this going to last, like... Jonor? <clears throat> she didn't have that much of it. Is this... How long is this going to last? <clears throat> I think we need to just have another look at this book and um, just... Just, you know, take a procedural, methodical approach to this and um, let Tithra away from... Uh, let's, let's have a look at the books. Grinna, uh, potion's not finished. Uh, Tithra uh, ha- had a wrong thing. Uh, not good. But the one we're getting you, it'll work. It'll be good. Don't you worry. I've, I've gone walkies. I'm not oh, yeah, there. true. <laughs> Hey, Luther turns towards you and goes, that cannot happen to Gritter. Like, especially if he's drinking the whole thing. How much is he drinking? How much are we giving him? Did Tithla read all of the instructions before starting or just read this in order? She just took the book and I was like, all right, step one. She yanked it out in front of me and uh, I need to spend a bit more time looking at it, I think. Because one of the recipes that I use for, for black powder... It has all the warnings on the back of the page. I don't know if you've... Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's probably the way to go. You want to... Tithla goes, ah, oh, there's a back page. Jonas, you <laughs> turn the page. <laughs> there's a whole list of side effects listed, including paralysis. Um, there's one called slugification. Not sure what that Ooh. means. Uh, Tithla, I drop down to have sort of an eye sight uh slugification and i go like heavy nod or heavy side shake like tithla's yeah. eyes just go from side to side <laughs> uh, joe uh, you don't paralysis is listed there this is definitely paralysis that is something paralysis? else yeah paralysis is listed as one of the side effects if you if you don't handle this properly or don't follow the directions correctly nod shake what slugification is something else she moves her eyes from left to right all right. Well, seems oh, like she's gone. <laughs> okay. Well, so I, I guess I'm we let go. this. We, do we let this sit for a bit then? The instructions say um, five hours. Do you have an hourglass or something we can use? I don't know if I saw uh, one in the other study. He would. He would have one for sure. Um, in his office as well. We, we'll have a quick poke and we'll find one. Do we do we need to clean this stuff up a bit so it doesn't look like we've been mucking around with his stuff as well. I think given we told him where Arena is, I think he'll be a bit more forgiving. His attention will be elsewhere. I get it. All right. Well, yep. I'll, I'll help you clean up a bit and then I might go for a bit of a walk. See if I can find where Grinner's gone. Yeah, perfect. You have wandered off. I wandered off. Would you like to take us through what Grinner does? Grinner's going out the front of the abbey. 
He's gonna rug up in his his coat because I'm assuming it's pretty bloody cold out there. As night has fallen, snow has begun to fall. I mean, this is the top of a mountain. Yeah, pretty bloody cold. Good summary. It's about probably (laughs) minus eight degrees. And so I was picturing when you described the abbey, it's kind of, it's it's near the top, but it's not on the top. Is exactly. That right? It's almost, so the mountain still rises behind you, but the abbey itself, it looks like this, this massive land has just been slammed into the side of the mountain. If you didn't know any better, you'd say someone picked this, this big plateau up and just stuck it onto the mountain, which is exactly what you think magic did do. I'm going to try and find some sort of a goat track, animal track, up to the actual tippy top of the mountain. I want to go to the summit. I would love a survival check, please. As you wander off into the snow on your own at night. Up a mountain. You're great at splitting the party. This this went really well for some uh, Russian explorers uh, going through the Dyatlov Pass, so I'm sure it'll go well for Grinner. Uh, That's a 12. Grinner, Mm -hmm. as you begin looking around trying to find a little mountain path. Luckily enough, there does appear to be a series of small tracks. Maybe not a goat path per se, but at least some mongrel folk with goat in them who have used this pathway. Um, It doesn't lead directly to the top. The pathway does actually sort of curve around to a little forested area, uh, partially sort of frozen forest area around the side of the abbey. But you can see there is a smaller track partly covered by snow leading up towards the summit. Uh, As you begin making your way up there, the mist begins to close in around you. And then all of a sudden, as you climb a little bit higher, the mist begins to thin again. And as you reach the very top of the summit, you can almost see stars through the mist. Lights just shining through the dense blanket of fog. Below you, as you look out below the the realm of Barovia, can just see this thick blanket of fog covering the land this dense mist eddies swirling and moving almost like it's alive right up here the very summit of this mountain it's just thin enough that you can see starlight once again i'm gonna just head all the way back eyes closed take a deep deep breath of the air i'm assuming it's so cold that it hurts to breathe this in (gasps) yeah like almost like icy barbs dig into your chest and you have to pull part of your um, jacket up around your your mouth to breathe in slightly warmer air warmed by your body heat i'm gonna i'm gonna fight through it and, and take a deep breath with my eyes closed and then sit down up there for a minute looking around myself and then I'm going to look towards where I believe the town of um, um, Barovia is, that direction. And I'm going to, not under my breath, quietly, but not under my breath, I'm going to say, Strad, I know you could hear me. Strad, you bastard. Come here. Oh. Okay. I need you to roll me a D100, please, Grinner. <laughs> All so right. Just to be clear, I thought I was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to need a D100. Is that a 15? It is. 
Grinner. There's a moment of quiet silence, the falling snow turning the world white and removing sound from all around you, leaving it this silent, white landscape before you. And then you watch as a little eddy slowly begins to swirl in the snow, before the air around it begins to tumble and spin, forming what almost looks like this vortex, stepping from inside the vortex onto thin air, standing in the air next to you, is a figure. Long black hair pulled back into a ponytail. A large grey cloak draped around what looks like this very elegantly made metal armour. Dark black with red, uh, almost like uh, red uh, embossed sections forming these intricate swirling designs. Pale face, hard face, eyes dark crimson red. And as he turns his attention towards you, you watch as that vortex of air and snow slowly begins to fade behind him as he moves his hand up and pulls, closing it, before turning his attention back to you. You think you can call me, come and speak to you. Well, this is not I, how this works. I mean, it kind of did, though, didn't it? Only because you come here alone. Only because you are here. And I sense something different about you. Something that my curiosity will not let me You smell. Ah. So that is how you will fall. Bite of the wolf. How disappointing. Well, I haven't quite fallen yet. No? I mean, I've fallen down quite a lot. Smell it in your blood. No, but please. Try to find a cure. If you find one, it would be much more interesting for me. Yeah, alright, well, I'm not going to do it for you, but I'm doing it for someone else, actually. It's going to work. Is it now? Well, maybe it will at that. Maybe it won't. But you have already fallen. Just like all the others. Just this like means, you, mate. Yes, just like me. Ah, this means maybe there was nothing special about you and your friends. How disappointing. Well, I wouldn't write us off just yet. We've still got lovely dinner plans, don't we? So you do mean to take me up on my invitation? Good. There is much to discuss. I think I'd agree with that. Now, you, you come all this way... You mind if I ask you some questions, seeing as you're here? Sate my curiosity as well as yours. You may ask three questions of me. After that, if I am bored, I will push you down the side of this mountain. Watch you <laughs> tumble head over heels off the edge of the waterfall deep down below you. Alright. And you promise to answer all three truthfully? No. 
promise to answer them however I goddamn feel like it. Do you promise to answer them at least? Regardless of the truth of them, don't, you promise Don't to make demands of me. Come, I'm asking, I'm asking. You, you have just proven to me by this infection of your blood, by this taint within you, that you are not as useful as I thought you were. You thought you had bargaining power, trust me. You are getting less and less interesting to me. But you have fallen to something so crude as one of the werewolves, the bite of a wolf. That is so boring. I never so... got nibbled on, actually. If, if uh, I've never been bitten by no wolves. I got a new liver, that's all. Got a little hairy in the middle there. Ah, the abbot. So, he still is looking for a way out, see. I would have thought he would have given up by now. Surely. I don't know anything about that. He didn't mention none of that. He just said, he'd give me a new liver, that's Make all. me a deception check with disadvantage, Grinner. <laughs> <laughs> you flat-out liar. <laughs> You, you actually tried to recruit the abbot against Strahd. Like, that's definitely a deception check with disadvantage, please. Uh, 17 and 20, though. Are you yeah, kidding boy. me? Yeah, boy. Fuck. The abbot. You made a deal with him. You will help him escape, or when you leave, you will take take him with you. I would have thought he would have started refusing those deals after the last ones. It's been a long time since he dared involve himself in this game. Well, it must have been very persuasive. Or he would, very desperate. I wouldn't know nothing about that. Um, my first question for you. What was the last thing you did that most normal people would consider to be good? The last normal thing that most normal people would consider to be good. Yeah. What was the last thing that you did that was actually a genuinely good deed? You watch as he kind of cocks his head a little bit, a little half smile playing across his lips. I still do good for this land. Without my protection, the other would cause absolute chaos. I keep order that is the most good I can do and I still do even if I am not recognized for my work what are you going to do when you get rid of the other when, when you defeat him which is obviously the, the whole point behind this whole struggle what then when I watch the life leave his eyes finally taken by my hand then I will wipe all of his chaos from this place. Take away his toys, his creatures, his monstrosities. And this land will return to a place of order. In the name, as it should have been all along. A place of peace. A place of prosperity for my grateful citizens. So you don't want to go around murdering everybody, is that what you're saying? I have no interest in these lives of mortals. Do you have any idea how long I've lived? They are like a blink 
less than that. Why would I bother with what tiny, pitiful choices they make, what tiny, fleeting lives? No, I care not for them. Only for what they can do for me as their leader and how they may serve me. Right, all right. Grina, what's your passive insight? Or just what's what's the yeah? What's your what's your wisdom? You're actually uh, you're not you're not that unwise from memory. My passive insight is fourteen. There's my a contradiction in what Strad just said. Mm-hmm. Before he said he would bring order for the people of this land, but then he just said he doesn't care about them. One of those was a lie. You're pretty sure. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I, I see a lot of connections between yourself and myself. I know you wouldn't. I, I get that. You're, you've been around for a, a fair while, and I've no doubt you've done a lot of worse things. Well, no, I'd say you've, not in individual acts, I don't reckon, but you've done a lot more of the bad things. This is what happens when you live as long as I. You have more chances to make mistakes, more chances to regret promised you that you would experience that I mean to do that promise I mean to make true on that promise even if your blood is tainted by the bite of the wolf well we'll see about that but look I guess what I'm getting at right is I lost myself and you've lost yourself. You're not the bloke you were when all of this shit started. And I think you regret that. I think there's a part of you that's a little bit sad about that. And you say we don't have uh, anything to bargain with. I don't know if that's entirely true either. Um, my my last question for you, mate, or at least last no, no, one. No, 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 no. What do you have to bargain? What yeah, do you we'll think you have that I would want? We, we'll bring that up over dinner, I'd say. That's not a now thing. Now's, now's just having a little chat with uh, a new mate. Eh? It is so cute that you think you can play games with me, boy. Well, look, I don't know. Either I tell you and then you know, or I don't tell you. Maybe you kill me and then you don't know. So, Or the third option, I kill you, bring you back as a vampire spawn ask you to tell me and you gratefully dropped your knees tell me everything you know ah but see that's boring isn't it why do you always want to get your way mate how long are you gonna live before you realize to get in your way every fucking time defeats the whole purpose yeah my third question for you we dropped in to a uh, a mansion when we just before we came here, yes, I showed you the, a... uh, sections of it are still scattered across the hill, not far from my castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I gave you a little uh, token from that place. You liked that a lot. I remember that. Well, in in that mansion, there happened to be quite a lot of giant tapestries on a lot of those walls. With uh, he genuinely few... looks confused as you say this. He he, there's a moment where he pauses and then leans in, interested in what you're saying. And uh, in those tapestries, there happened to be some people who uh, looked like some people who A, I've met, and B, have been described to me. 
one of them standing in front of me there. That is not possible. There cannot yeah. be records of tapestry still alive that have not turned to dust in lands outside of this. That is not possible. Well, you explain it to me then, because there was a uh, sad-looking oh, black-haired bloke. You are from the sealed realm. You and the friends, right? Nostea. Yeah, that one. Never heard, heard it called the sealed realm, though. Oh, yes. I have not had visitors from your, from your plane in a very long time. Not since the very beginning. That is interesting. Time does not move the same here as it does in your place. Very interesting. That could be useful. Well, that it happened to have. Uh, it had a few stories in it. That tapestry, or well, series of tapestries. I don't oh, remember the whole lot of it. Me slaughtering a village full of people, rising across the lands on a black horse, bringing blood and death in my wake. I have seen them all before. No, it wasn't quite as boring as all that. You want to know? Fine. What was on this tapestry? Well, there was a sulky, sad, black-haired man, a lovely-looking, blonde-haired man, and a girl. He pauses, his eyes turning towards you, intensity behind them you've seen once before, Grinner. Where was this? Well, it was good seeing you, mate. I'll catch you in a couple nights' time. Your gonna throat stand up. is grabbed as he raises you up and slowly turns so that your legs are dangling over the edge of the precipice. You can feel the hands wrapping around your throat. No, I do not think so. This, this is interesting. I think you and I have more to discuss, but mountain. I'm worried the cold is making it hard for you to talk as he slowly tightens his grip around your throat. I wonder if maybe we should talk more back at the castle. This this is interesting. I think there is more to talk about here. What say you? Grin is going to point to his throat because he probably can't pressure. The pressure lightens just enough to let you talk as you get a bit of a breath in. Yeah, all right. And that is where we're going to wrap up for tonight. Thank you so much, everybody. That is uh, that is perfection. Two of you end up in a worse spot than I am. It's <laughs> genuinely impressive. I I don't know how you've managed to end up in a worse spot. It's genuinely incredible to me. Um. I feel so much better about what Tim has done. Oh, let's see how this pans out. It's a ball right. Um, Raph, I obviously don't need to tell you. Um, I would love it if you could also draft up a backup character if you have not already done so, please. <laughs> Hey, we're all going to dinner soon. It'll work out. Uh, we'll get uh, I really, we'll, really we'll would appreciate it. We're going to get 
Malgrin it back? If you could also, <laughs> if you could also draft up a backup character and send me some uh, descriptions of artwork, I, I may need to actually start work on some artwork in the background because this is not good. <laughs> this is really not good. Is there a dual vampire werewolf class that Grinda could come back as? <laughs> no, that's not how that's going to work. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Um. Just. Over the next week or so, mate, you got a bit of time. Okay. Just have a bit of a think. Um, yeah, okay. Grinner's fine. What are you worrying about? It's Grinner. I really, really <laughs> am going to need to get to work on some character art. <laughs> you get the home safe. I just like <laughs> you. Like I've been keeping track of how many times you've pushed it with Strad, and there is a breaking point <laughs> that you are towing, <laughs> and this this is not a good one. This was not good. <laughs> Scrolled straight across. <laughs> it's, the next session's going to open with the rest of you hearing this strange strangled cry and then a splat. And as you look out the window, <laughs> it's just going to be this wet red mess across the cobblestones of the abbey <laughs> with like a tiny like army cat beret sitting on top of it <laughs> and a whole bunch of improvised weapons strewn across the floor. Um, Oh my Jack goodness! Wouldn't help that though. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've got a yeah, I've, I've got a. That's going to be interesting. I'm going to have to do some. Uh, I'm going to have to have a bit of a chat with you, Raf, after this one. Um, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, I hope you've had a wonderful time. For those of you watching us on YouTube, uh, please make sure you hit that like button and uh, more ideally the subscribe button. Like button's a bonus. Subscribe button's the one we really need you to hit. That's the most important one. Uh, if you are one of our lovely Tempest Guild members, uh, then you have been enjoying this earlier than everybody else. And you've also been earning channel points as well, which means that you can also spend them on uh, inspirations uh, like what uh, Jacob was able to use tonight as Tithler. Uh, you can use those points to, to grant uh, advantage, disadvantage to the players or to myself, as well as summon monsters and uh, NPCs such as Calathard. So thank you so much, everybody. Uh, stay safe. Stay well. Uh, thank you very much for the uh, the, the subscribe there, uh, Miss Snuggles. Thank you very much. Perfect timing. We are going to quickly go and raid one of our other lovely friends. It looks like Evildoer might be doing some Dungeons & Dragons. I think we should definitely go and raid Evildoer. So I'm going to load up a, a raid for them. So make sure you stick around if you're on Twitch. But for everybody else, stay safe, stay well. See you all again next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.